Hello and welcome to Reading of the Peers. My name's Gary O'Brien and this is where I get some of my very good friends on to chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. And joining me today, once again, it's Ono Boyle and he's here to talk about Justice League. So stick around, we hope you enjoy. Start it with fake laughter. Like, <laughs> I, was just, I was just gonna start it with me screaming, like, ah, I'm super mad and I'm dead. Ah! Fitting for the movie. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, start mine by recording you with a phone and, and uh, asking you how many yeah. people, and we could like Photoshop add out so that you don't have a mustache anymore. I've decided this is the intro. The podcast has started. <laughs> okay, Tough shit on. Hello, <laughs> welcome to the show. I'll take it. Oh. Oh, don't you don't you hate it when you do something and you think it's going to be edited a certain way and then it's not? Oh no, I, I, I've never experienced this before, Gary. I don't have a cameraman following me around everywhere trying to spite me. I do. His name is Greg. I cheated on his wife. I don't know how I cheated on his wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's already after. Yeah, stuff. let's just start. Oh, yeah, you're you're back again, and you're talking about. You're talking about a movie that, you know, was shot a certain way, uh, you know, had a, had a very particular sort of artistic vision and, you know, people put a lot of hard work into this. And then Zack Snyder came along and just simply ruined it. How dare he, we say. <laughs> oh, wait, what? Oh, you thought I was going to like the Snyder Cut? No, I'm a Justice League fan. Oh, uh, Justice League. What a, what a name. Yeah, no, so you're here. You're you're here to talk about um technically two movies, but it's still the same movie. Uh we're here, we're here to talk about Justice League. Um so for anyone that might not know Owen, why why are we technically talking about two movies but also only talking about one movie? Well, the internet did its thing again where they made so much noise they forced executives to do something they didn't want to do. It happened with Sonic Thank God. And now what's happening with this, where the internet wanted Zack Snyder's cut of the Justice League to be released. And uh, they got what they wanted. We finally got it after, what is it, three, four years of waiting? Yeah. And uh, so we got the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Everything was picked up, back off the editing floor, put back together where they should have been. Absolutely, yeah. And and I guess kind of why I... um thought because we were going to do justice we were going to just talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League but then we kind of realized we're going to talk about the Justice League too much so it's kind of just an all-encapsulating view on this movie maybe a bit of behind the scenes about why it's technically two movies but only also technically one movie Mm. um do you want to talk about why there's a Snyder Cut yes I would love nothing more as I am one of those I'm one of those uh, uh, I'm one of those white males aged 14 to 26 on the internet that loves to complain and bitch to studios it's why Pierce Brosnan has been cast as Dr. Fate I sent 1,000 fan letters full of anthrax to everyone at Warner Brothers you're already behind on the new hashtag the new hashtag is to get Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, to get his his timeline back for Warner Brothers exactly Exactly. Hashtag restore the Snyder Cut. Right. So, sorry. Why? Okay. So why it's two movies. So uh, for anyone that might not know, um, this movie was originally shot in 2016 by the director, Zack Snyder. He then had to step away from the project uh, due to some really tragic personal family issues. And Warner Brothers had kind of stepped in and they didn't really like where the movie was, what way it was looking, specifically uh, uh, one of the producers, Jeff Johns, who was kind of head of a lot of DC stuff over there. And he brought in one of his friends, uh, director Joss Whedon. And 
at the Woo! time. I th- Woo, Joss Whedon! <laughs> well, that's, it's funny you clap, though, because it's like that's kind of what a lot of fans had kind of thought of because one of the criticisms of Batman v Superman, which would have been the movie before this, uh, people thought it was too dark, people thought it was very foggy, very, uh, just simply too dim. Washed uh, out, some would say. Washed out. It's like uh, he left so, in the so, sun too long. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so... So, th- so he brought in uh, Joss Whedon. And uh, uh, up until this point, Joss Whedon had done Avengers. He'd done Avengers Age of Ultron. And we were like, oh my God, if there was ever a guy to come in and get the Justice League right, it's Joss Whedon. And we were all idiots. And it turned out to be atrocious. Uh, some of the character arcs were completely cut. Lines of dialogue were put in. He did all these reshoots. It's very obvious when they happen. And it just, and But also it's combined with some of what Zack Snyder originally shot. And it's just this horrible Frankenstein monster of a movie that eventually she came out in 20 I'm oh, sorry I thought you were talking about Superman uh... <laughs> <laughs> that too oh we'll get to why he's a fucking monster in a sec um, but it's so it, yeah so so that's why like Owen was saying earlier about this whole fan outcry because everyone had seen the shit from the trailers and was like where the fuck is this this doesn't this wasn't in the movie and then it started this hashtag release the Snyder Cut and uh, kind of the middle of 2020 um, they finally gave it to us and yeah. we've watched it and it's four hours long it's four three aspect ratio uh it has all the old scenes in it along with four minutes of extra footage uh and this is where i'm gonna ask on a boil what did you think of it what did i think of it well i thought it was it's a such lot a, better. i know i know it's such a loaded question because <laughs> it's, it's, it's so hard because what do i think of the movie but then Whoa. also what do i think of it in comparison to the other piece of trash yeah. yeah well it's, it's been a few days since we watched it and i was going into it yeah like i was going into it not expecting much because i knew how bad uh like how much i just did not like the justice league and so i was going into it like okay surely like it'll probably be better but like i'm just, like i just didn't see how we could save it in any way like, I just thought, yeah. like, it was an irredeemable movie. But I think I blamed that on my own ignorance because I didn't know a lot of the backstory about, like, we actually already... Ha- like, how much new footage... Well, new footage. How much old footage was actually to be used and how much of uh, Josh Whedon stuff was going to be cut. So that really surprised me. And I ended up really enjoying it. I thought it was just a really fun movie. I liked where they were going with it. I just liked... I liked it all a lot better. I've had a bit of time now to think on it, and yeah, it still obviously has its problems. Where I've watched a good few like videos and reviews and things like that to try to get like a good rounded opinion on view on yeah. the movie. So like, yeah, I've definitely like mellowed on it a bit. But watching it, like, I'd probably watch it again for a four-hour movie. That's really impressive of the movie that I would yeah. be willing to sit down for four hours to watch it again because it was really Absolutely. fun. And yeah, and it's weird because like we 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 watched it here and it's kind of split into six parts. So like. You can kind of take a break during it as well. Like, uh, I don't think we took maybe like three breaks during it. Yeah, like just get um, some food, some tea, some, some shots. I was just shotgunning beers every time. Every time I noticed the new scene, I was like, drink! That's exactly, <laughs> That's not actually, exactly the drinking game I was going to mention as well. It's <laughs> just like, every time there's a new scene, drink. <laughs> Wonder won't. Woman isn't sexualized in this scene. Drink up, shotgun. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like for a four-hour movie, it goes quite. It doesn't go quickly, but like if you start at six o'clock, you'll be you'll be in bed by uh, just a bit after ten. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 quite well paced, uh, and it's it's such a relief watching it when you're just like, oh, that's what, where they were going with yeah, all of yeah. this. It's just it's like, crazy. oh, uh, this makes so much more sense watching it now. Like, 
And it's and it's bad because then we also watched so we watched it uh we watched it last week and then just a couple of days ago we watched the Justice League. The reason it's called Justice League, Josh Sweden, Justice, Justice, Justice League. Um so we watched that and oh my I think we like if it was a live stage production, I think we would have brought some fresh food produce <laughs> to throw at it because it was uh, so trash. I honestly think it's going to be like uh, the next like it's going to be theaterized and you're going to get like people going to the cinema in costume <laughs> and you're going to be like getting people up reciting some of the lines. And, you're like, going to get you're going to get some guy to come in as Superman, but he's just put like some shaved ham shaved <laughs> on his face <laughs> over a large beard. Yeah. Um, Okay, yeah, so um, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to keep doing a bit more of the backstory because I think it's some of the most interesting thing about this movie. Yeah. Um, so the original budget for this movie was $275 million, uh, which is a fairly hefty hefty budget when you consider, I think that like the likes of your Avengers and your Thors probably go for that much as well. Um, but then when Joss Whedon came in, uh, he added another $25 million to that. I, I don't know where that money, because there's no extra like action scenes it's yeah. just new scenes of garbage dialogue pretty do, you, much. do you like that brunch the, the brunch joke oh he needed it God. he needed that brunch joke <laughs> that brunch joke was worth three million dollars <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he is the most expensive stand-up co- comedian of all time <laughs> uh, like if you think about how much fucking jerry seinfeld gets for syndication of the seinfeld show that is nothing for the garbage joke to joke to million dollar ratio that joss whedon yeah. got for this movie um but then when uh snyder came in uh to so when they got so the, a lot of what happened with snyder was a lot of his scenes weren't finished so they had to kind of pay people to come in and finish those with the correct color grading and the correct costuming uh that snyder had intended um so that added i couldn't find an exact figure it was around 40 to 70 million was kind of the the range i could find so that brings the total cost of this movie i know it's two movies but for this movie that they set up set out to make in 2016 it was 370 to 400 million dollars and how much did it make? And how much... That was my next... Also, by the way, that still isn't the most expensive movie ever made. That is still it's... held by Pirates of the Caribbean 4. Oh, I thought it was uh, going to be Behoobly. No, 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 no. That's fairly cheap compared to... Yeah. Like, like, when you... Just... But, uh, it's, like, it's, 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 it's an expensive movie for India, but in, when you look at the money that Hollywood is willing to throw at yeah, no, uh, it's like movie... In fairness, like, the amount of bribes that were thrown at the Indian government definitely weren't counted oh, in yeah. Behoobly's... Uh, yeah, like, we counted, we counted all the animators versus yeah. the budget, and there's no way they got... <laughs> Anyway, a substantial wage. Um, so the, the I think the the worldwide box office of this uh, this was six hundred and fifty seven point nine million dollars. So how Hollywood kind of calculates this though is it's about four hundred million. To, let's say it's four hundred million to make it. You kind of have to double that for advertising as well. I mean, you consider this movie technically did two advertising campaigns, so it did yeah. the initial one, the second one. So they usually double it. It's about eight hundred million dollars, which means it's about. Um, one hundred and forty-two million dollars short, so that it lost one hundred and forty-two. Yeah. So, H it, it it airs exclusively on HBO Max uh, in America, but in other uh, in Ireland you can watch it on Sky Movies or Now TV. Uh, but I got the HBO Max subscription uh subscriber fee for each month, so that's fourteen fourteen ninety nine a month, uh for HBO Max. So if if you were to say that one hundred and fifty-two million dollars worth of HBO subscribers were to watch just the Justice League. And, and Warner Brothers would get their money back. You would need 9,472,881 subscribers to, for Warner Brothers to make back their money. And we'll do it for Zack Snyder. We'll, we'll do ra- it. Hashtag rest- rally the troops. Hashtag rest- restore the Snyder cut. 
That's crazy, isn't it? I would be so up for that. Yeah, like that's insane. Like I said, like I'm happy it's out there, even though like I know it t- lost money. I'm still happy that Zach got to Zach. You know, me, best friends, me and Zach. I'm happy he got to finish his movie and put it out there to the world, and we all got to see what, where he was going with it. And I was digging it. I kind I like injustice, like as the whole comic book arc i probably shouldn't just throw it out into the void without explaining it but injustice is a arc in dc where superman turns evil and it's about basically bringing down superman and i was i was digging it i was liking that sort of path to go yeah and like what uh, superman is one of those characters that if he uh, he he's so he's like he's kind of like captain america s and that he's such a good guy that it's fun it's fun to see him literally yeah the opposite scale of that um, yeah it is it's, it's like a big what if story yeah. Essentially, yeah. Because, like, I think it's interesting. I think we've so, we've seen so many stories of Superman is good and, like, he is uh, hope incarnate. Like, we've I like seen that. Just... We've seen a Superman 1. We've seen a Superman 2. We've seen a Superman 3, the one where that woman gets turned into a computer and it's terrifying. We've seen a Superman 4, Quest for Peace, where Superman throws all the nuclear bombs into the sun. We've seen Superman Returns with... And he's Lex Luthor, and it's kind of no good. And then we saw Man of Steel, and then we saw Batman v Superman. We are due a bad Superman after that many movies. Technically, uh, Superman. Superman versus. So. Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ! That'll be cut, surely. Like, release the podcast. Like, release, <laughs> release, the, just the, release the reading of the peers. Hashtag Justice League. Hashtag release the Gary O'Brien Ono Boyle cut. I don't we know keep in saying. all of Owen's really offensive jokes. It's actually oh, I'm way sa- worse. I'm, sa- I'm saving them up, Owen. Uh, okay. I've come across three other podcasts. I'm going to blackmail you one day. Whenever I run people. for election, you'll just try to sabotage me with these. Basically, I'll sabotage you with that or the fact that the I have video evidence that you're cheating on Greg's wife. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. so... So I'm gonna. This is uh, so. Usually, I know we've kind of deviated from the usual uh, loose format of reading in the peers, uh, in that I usually ask people what the story is, uh, and this is quite difficult because the story changes. So I'm gonna try and ask you, to, like, can you? What is the rough Justice League story? How, how do you? How do you want to? How do you want to try and explain okay. to someone I... what this movie is about, but also try and explain what the two separate movies are about? Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go for just an overall what both movies are about. And then I'm gonna cool. go for the the difference, the different, the big difference between them. Yeah. So basically, you have your superpower team up. You have you have an invasion coming towards Earth that was foreshadowed in uh, Batman vs Superman. So you have Batman trying to get ready for that, forming up his Justice League, as as we'll call it, uh, TM like TM trademarked. And uh, so they 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 get the team together. They're fighting off these aliens called Parademons, which are like enslaved other races, essentially, to this overlord called, called Darkseid. And Darkseid is uh, like one of the biggest villains in DC. He's probably like, the, oh, he's probably the biggest Justice League-sized villain, like sort of universe-spanning. He's, like he's like the Thanos uh, yeah, yeah. of he's, DC. He's the Thanos of DC, yeah, exactly. And uh, so he's he's coming to take over the world, but like of course, just like Thanos, he's not coming himself. He doesn't care. He's sending someone else, and that's with the big bad of the movie, Steppenwolf, who is just a big CGI bad guy, which is becoming all too common these days. And uh, so he enters. He's looking for his MacGuffin boxes, and he wants to gather all his MacGuffin boxes and stick them together, and they're gonna cleanse the world for. 
Doomsday. Is that his name again? I, I literally just said Darkseid. Sorry, I don't know why I said Doomsday. Uh, so he's, he's trying to just cleanse the world, and then it's up to our heroes to stop it. And yeah, that's it. That's the two movies. Completely done. Podcast finished. We're done here, there Gary. Let's keep talking more about CGI Superman <laughs> mustache. Uh, just for another hour. Um, yeah, absolutely. So that's, yeah, yeah that, that is it. it, it but it's, 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 it's funny how you can, you can say that and how the, the, the two movies literally took two drastic different approaches in yeah. it. Well, um, one had character development and growth and the, <laughs> the other one had uh, sexism and no minorities. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, so I, I don't know how we can talk because there's so much that was cut. There was so much that was, like, added in as well. So, like, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just briefly go through all the characters uh, and then it means we're open season that we could talk about whoever just to let people know who's in cool. this movie. We'll so talk about the fan favourites. Fan favourites. You've got, ba- you got Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne or Batman. He's a wealthy socialite and the owner of Wayne Enterprises. He dedicates himself to protecting Gotham from its criminal underworld as a highly trained masked vigilante equipped with various tools and weapons. Batman. Sorry, I just, I just felt like I had to go into that voice. Yeah, uh, you've got Henry Cavill as Kal-El or Clark Kent or Superman. He's a member of and inspiration for the Justice League. He's a Kryptonian survivor and a journalist for the Daily Planet based in Metropolis. Uh, you've got Amy Adams. She plays Lois Lane, a reporter with the Daily Planet and the love interest of Clark Kent. You've got Gal Gadot as Diana Prince or Wonder Woman as an immortal demigoddess and Amazon warrior. You've got Ray Fisher as oh, wait, no. Stone. No, no, no. If we're just talking about the Justice League version, we're done. Oh. Those are the only characters in the movie. No one else matters. That's true. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. Probably the biggest victim of the Justice League was Ray Fisher as Victor Definitely. Stone or Cyborg, a former college athlete who, after beginning cybernetic, after being cybernetically reconstructed after a nearly fatal car accident, is turned to a techno-organic being enhanced by reactive adaptive biometric alien technology. Oh, that was so a lot of like, really fancy yeah, words. I'm, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm patting myself on the back. <laughs> you got like good thing. Honestly, Gary, you should have given me this list list to read out because no. we would have been so long on it. <laughs> Gal Kadoop? No! <laughs> um, okay, who else? You got Jason Momoa as Arthur Curry or Ackerman, an Atlantean half-blood with aquatic powers. Ezra Miller is Barry Allen or The Flash, a Central City college student pursuing a degree in criminal justice in the hopes of exonerating his father of the murder of his wife and the, uh, the, Barry's mother you've got uh, you got okay fine you've got Lex Luthor you've got Alfred you've yeah got we can Martha skip through Kent. these guys you've got yeah I'm, I'm just listening you've got yeah. Paltra you've got James Gordon you've got Steppenwolf you've got Ryan Choi you've got Mira you've got Silas Stone you've got Ares you also got uh, who else you got yeah, my the only joke I have in here really is you've got Jacked Simmons as Commissioner Gordon. Do you remember? Sorry, wild tangent. Do you remember J.K. Simmons got jacked for this role, and I don't know why. Did he actually? Do you not remember? Oh, no, yeah, I don't I, remember that. Oh, okay, hold on. Um, A few moments later. Holy shit! I do remember that. That was Commissioner yeah. Gordon. Do you remember he got jacked for Commissioner Gordon? Uh, Looked like that, and he's literally putting an overcoat for the whole movie what, and doesn't appear in any more that movies. he was going to be doing? <laughs> like, it's just like, they told me it's I'm going to go one-on-one with Steppenwolf. I need to look good for this. But see, do you also think that he was like, hey, I hear that, like, these Hollywood types have a... Bu- like, they give you money 
they give you a trainer to okay. get jacked for like or like it's a tax yeah. write off so he's like I'm actually being a justice league so I need like I need a personal yeah, trainer I need to work out even though he doesn't require it anyway that's all I really want to talk about Commissioner Gordon because I was watching this and I was like oh yeah he got jacked for no yeah. reason you know, also like if you, if you bring up Steppenwolf as well we should just talk about how like sad and mopey Steppenwolf is in this movie and how like most of his personal scenes are just to feel sorry for him because he's getting bullied by like everyone else yeah yeah it's really yeah because he, he it's weird yeah it's oh my god my brain is actually hurting from trying to like remember two different character types from technically the same <laughs> yeah. movie from two well, different okay movies. the problem is one has uh just read and uh steppenwolf has an oedipus complex which is in no way i'm not saying it's a reflection on the director i'm not saying that at all but some might infer that it's a reflection on the director and the other is just a man who wants to go home and he looks quite sad about it <laughs> And he looks so sad. Yeah. He's got these little Furby eyes. And he's, <laughs> he's, he's like, please let me go home. Actually, I know, I'm um, sorry, just because you bring up the eyes. Why did both movies give him glowing eyes at the end of the movie? Doesn't matter. I don't care. He was powered up. Why was he, he powered, was powered up? It wasn't even explained why he was powered up. He put the boxes together. <laughs> so his eyes glow now? He's just like, I, yeah, I, it's, like he was, it's like he was on charge. As soon as he put his, his, the fucking cubes together, he suddenly started charging. Yeah. Just, just light up. So. Um, okay, so what I what I have here is I have a list of things that are different between the two movies, and we can kind of get into it from there. Okay, great. So uh, the first one I can get, the first one we could talk about is we could talk about the new Steppenwolf design and story. <laughs> so what what was the difference between Steppenwolf and these two movies? Uh, well, I've already did my Oedipus bit, so do you want to take over for this well, one? I, well, so let's just, th- we can talk a bit more about the design, yeah. where literally in the in the Justice League um, cut, he's this like, he's just a large grey man yeah, uh, with a helmet, and he's just, he, uh, I'm stealing this from Jeremy Jams uh, slightly, in that he just has this, so don't call them MacGuffin boxes, they, they're called mother, <laughs> for people that want they're mother boxes in the movie, um, and the idea behind the mother boxes, like Owen said, when you combine them together, they kind of wipe out the earth, and that's kind of the same in both of them. Uh, and the whole plot is that Steppenwolf has to try and retrieve all these boxes. But uh, in the Justice League, uh, sorry, in, in let's say the Zack Snyder cut, he's retrieving them to cleanse the earth to kind of impress Darkseid so he can be let back to his homeworld. Uh, in the Justice League, it's more to collect them to cleanse the earth because he wants to do it for Mother. Mother, I will help you, Mother. He just keeps, he, yeah, it's really fucking creepy. Mother, do you uh, need a bathroom? It's just, he's just, I, I think he's, he's like Buster from Arrested Development. <laughs> oh, that's a great comparison. Yeah, he's exactly yeah, like that. that. That is pretty yeah. much this character in the Justice League version. Uh, he is he ha- he gets like a and again this is one of the things where you don't know if it was intended this way, but the design of him is ten times better in the Snyder cut. He's way more intimidating from like a a, a visual point yeah. of view uh, in terms of how he looks, but in how he acts and just I know it's the same voice. Yeah, actor, but, but it's, it's that like it's that rating really as well. That or rating that actually lets him like be gruesome and brutal to like anything he's fighting makes a huge difference because it does make him more intimidating and then obviously there's that scene he flexes all the arrows out of his body which is just oh, fucking, so fucking great good. like let's talk about uh, that let's talk about the amazons as well like that whole scene oh well. it like, was so like i think it was like i think it's 10 minutes in the Zack snyder cut it's like 10 to 13 minutes in the Zack snyder cut and it's only like four minutes in the justice league version it's so much better because uh, again, Zack Snyder, he just does action really well. Like he's he is really good with the slow mo and setting up set pieces, and it just makes more sense as well. 
uh, like things there were yeah. things Josh cut that just made no fucking sense whatsoever. That uh, like he cut out like one of the best lines from the Amazon and the Amazons in the movie where they finally it's like this like the introduction to uh, Steppenwolf. He arrives for the mother box and uh, he's just like it senses your fear and uh, like he, the, the Amazon shout like the Amazon the Queen of the Amazons is just like oh Amazon show him your fear and they all like chant we we have no fear and it is just such a fucking class moment and it was cut completely instead we just get Steppenwolf showing up and, and just chopping everyone just up chopping going for the box and then they do this whole epic thing of like closing the tunnel and like people sacrifice themselves to close the tunnel and in the Joss version he just cuts himself through the wall and just walks just cuts a out. hole in the fucking wall <laughs> just, just trots on out and, and then in the Snyder Cut version it is like they collapse the fucking thing into the ocean with the Amazons yeah. it's like a self-sacrifice it's something the queen had to like sacrifice all of her like Amazon warriors to protect this box box and then Joss Whedon saw that and was like nah, a bit of, adds a bit of length to the movie doesn't yeah, it's it a bit, a bit um, too lengthy that one now and that uh, like that's another thing we like I, I could briefly touch on in that like there's some of the some of the some of the scenes are just cut like there's some extra bits that you're just like that's only 10 seconds of footage you cut but it just explains so much why are you cutting this until I looked at the runtime of this movie uh, the Justice League it's about two hours flat and I bet you he was told by Warner Brothers get this to two hours yeah, that's a, you're, you're to make this two hours long on the dot yeah I'd say, I would say Warner Brothers well like I know we're giving Josh a lot of guff but like it was definitely Warner Brothers like they they're, they're oh. the ones who buried the movie like they're the ones who doomed it. Yeah, I think Joss jo- jo- gets a lot of stick for it. I agree, but like he was told, he, he was key. He was signed up to do a job. Yeah. But I think like uh, there was just some bits that probably like you should. We can talk about yeah, it yeah. later, but it was like you should have added that. Um, just to kind of talk about the boxes as well, which is a kind of a cool thing. And uh, the movie sets up is that like. Um, depending on which movie you're watching, basically there's a big attack on Earth centuries ago or thousands of years ago or Darkseid or Steppenwolf, depending on the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, attacks Earth, but Earth's heroes at the time bang together and they take the three boxes off Darkseid. Um, there's a box given to man, to Atlantis, the Atlanteans and to the Amazons and they all kind of are like guarding one box. Yeah. So you have the Amazons who put it in this big fucking tower and they have it like with a ray, a sun, like a ray beam on it at one point to protect it. Uh, the Amazon, the Atlanteans, you see them like put it in like this kind of thing with a squid that you have to fight a squid. Uh, but then also they end up putting it in this really tall tower that's heavily protected. And then the humans dig it in a three feet hole. Hey, I'm, lo- I'm just saying, which box survived the longest? That is three true. feet that hole. Us <laughs> <laughs> humans, we know that we, we know like, it's like, we're supposed to be hiding it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's just fucking fuck it in the forest over there. Like, oh yeah, we'll forget. Like, 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 well, like I woke is- up in the morning and like, you just like, where's my spear? I got an idea for the box. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is funny because this, this is how I justified it to myself where I was like, if anything, if you go to Atlantis or you go to where the Amazons are from, um, where the fuck are they from? Themyscira. Themyscira, that's it. Um, if you go to Themyscira, you just have to find the big building with the box in it. If you go to anywhere on Earth, where's that box? You, there's only like two people on Earth that fucking know, or two, two people yeah. of like the humans that know where that, that fucking box the, is. The Atlanteans, so it, it works. the Atlanteans could have done so much better. It's like, what, like, the, I know the Amazons, it's like, they have an island that's the kind of fucked on like landmass where to put this box. Humans all over. Atlanteans have the fucking ocean to hide this thing in and they decided <laughs> 70% of the Earth. <laughs> yeah, we'll put it in our car capital city <laughs> uh, why because that's the only place that's developed in this universe that we can put it's the only cgi budget we have but uh yeah. sorry as well i want to go i want to go back to the you just talked about the, 
the flashback scene. And I have a few issues with the flashback oh, scene yeah, I, I do want to talk about. Yeah. Where, uh, like, the flashback scene is great. Like, it's such a cool combat scene, and it really shows everyone coming together to beat Darkseid. And obviously, it's actually in this scene, where this is also a big difference in the two movies, is Darkseid, canonically in the, in the comics, is after something called the Anti-Life Equation which is an equation that he can use to basically enslave all life to his will. Because he's sort of like the god of... Uh, the god of... Fuck, I can't remember what it is. It's like when you capture people... <laughs> he's the god of fuck. <laughs> he's the god of... He, duty fucks. Like, you look at Darkseid <laughs> okay. and you're like, oh, he fucks. Fucking granny goodness. Fucking what? No, some of that. <laughs> But, uh, okay, sorry, but about the point anyway, so he's after the anti-life equation, and so he just wants to enslave all races across the multiverse to his will, and that's what he, so he comes to Earth, and just, like, on Earth is where he discovers the anti-life equation, and I think this is actually before he's dark side, uh, this is, this will be before yeah. he gets the Omega powers, or whatever they're called, yeah. and so he's just, like, he is still, like, a, a really powerful being, but this is before he technically ascends to Godhood, and becomes dark side. Yeah. I can't remember his name in the thing. It's like Ular or something like that. Or... Ultra something. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. So anyway, so he, he arrives, he gets his ass beat up in a fucking class scene and he ends up retreating. And my biggest is- issues with this scene is this man who's one fucking goal in life is to find this anti-life equation, which he finds and he brings the mother box and he loses like these mother boxes on this planet and this great defeat and they have to retreat and he fucking forgets where they are. It's just like, he literally, like, unless he took some one hell of a head injury, and so did every single warrior, it just doesn't make any sense how he forgot where the one fucking thing he wanted, and these three important artifacts were. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. Now, Owen, I've got a quote. I'm going to quote Superman from uh, the Justice League right now, and specifically the very opening scene. Uh-huh. Um, oh, the anti-like equation? It's like where you, it's like your car keys. You're always looking for them, and you can never find them when you want. <laughs> I thought you were going to like quote David Benioff from Game of Thrones season eight. I was just like, well, you thought like, well, Docs, I kind of forgot about the anti-life equation. <laughs> um, no, what I'm quoting there is the fact that there's a horrible thing. Remember, he's like, hope. Oh, oh yes, it's like your, yes. It's like, your, it's like your car keys. Yeah, yeah. It's like the anti-life equation. It's like your car Sorry, keys. Sorry, he they come in handy when he was speaking during that. I just couldn't stop looking at his mouth. Uh, <laughs> Um, but, uh, do you want to talk about that? No, I, well, and my last, the last issue, sorry, I have with the Snyder Cut version is fucking stop getting Gal Gadot to use all your fucking exposition. It's like, did you just have her in a fucking sandbox? And it's just like, well, we have you here for another three hours. Do you want to just give us all the exposition of the movie? And she was just like, fuck it, yeah. And it's just like, stop doing that. Do it better. Like, that's fair. That's fair. Although, yeah, I will say that that flashback scene does require a lot of exposition. I will say. I think in the in the Justice League, she's definitely given more fucking shit to say yeah. and ham out. Um, but look, if you were to pick one of the members of the Justice Justice League, why not Gal Gadot? Huh? <laughs> I don't know. I could have got like the flash. Imagine if the Flash did. We could get some more brunch jokes. <laughs> oh, we'll we have to get back to yeah. brunch jokes. Uh, but let's talk about yeah. We'll talk about one of the other bad changes of this movie, which was um, Henry Cavill and the weird CGI the, face. The reshoots. So, the reshoots. The reshoots. So, uh, so a lot of the reshoots are quite noticeable uh, in the just in the Justice League. You can kind of see them. Uh, usually, it's when the characters, you know, very either like their hair looks a bit different, or they're really close to the camera, or their CGI or their background looks like a really bad zoom background. Uh, but you could just kind of tell it looks off. Uh, but probably the most noticeable uh, di- uh, reshoot is Henry Cavill's 
upper lip and just general mouth to lower face area. Uh, and the reason for that one is, and I think it's one of the most fascinating things in movie, and I love behind the scenes stuff, and this is one of my favourite things. This is pulling back the curtain to the greatest extent. It's so funny. So, so like I mentioned, there was an initial, this was shot in 2016 uh, and Joss Whedon had to do reshoots, the ones that cost $25 million. But uh, a lo- sometimes with reshoots, you don't really know if they're happening. So other actors sometimes go off and do other projects. Uh, so, ben, uh, so Henry Cavill actually went off and shot uh, Mission Impossible uh, Fallout the one where he uh, loads his arms oh, he loads his biceps thank you for bringing that up like <laughs> just like it's the one um, thing I want to mention if we're talking about it's that good, is just how attractive Henry Cavill is in that one moment of time uh, it's great uh, so he like yeah so uh, if anyone remembers that movie he's kind of got like a mustache and then like the rest of his it's like kind of stubble all around Um so Warner Brothers were like hey we need Henry Cavill back uh, to do some more Justice League and they were like okay, yeah, no problem. And they were like, oh, but we need to, like, he needs to be clean shaven. He's going to be playing Superman. And Paramount uh, were like, no, no, it's actually in his contract. He's not allowed to shave his face. So Warner Brothers said, oh, well, how about he shaves his face and we'll pay for, C- we'll pay you the CGI required to put the mustache back on his face. Uh, to which they said no. And, par- and this is like Paramount, they're not a really big studio, but this is probably one of the most baller moves they, they did, which is they fought with what is arguably one of the biggest superhero franchise, not uh, not franchise, but in terms of like the comic book, the toys, yeah. the merchandise, established. Like Superman. Established. They, so established. Yeah. They literally said to this guy, fuck off, you, you were not shaving this guy's face. So Warner Brothers then had to CGI had to like, CGI off the mustache and the beard. And I would like to say they did it well. But my God, is it the most horrifying shit you've ever seen in your life? It is quite jarring, to say the least, where just like any scene, you're just looking at his mouth. Just, just like, it just doesn't look right. It looks like uh, one of those TikTok filters where it's just like, put your mouth on this famous person. It's, it, like that is the <laughs> technology that they used. It's so it's so jarring. Yeah. It's it's honestly some of the worst stuff you've ever seen. And like 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 look, and I will say it is absolutely nothing, uh, not a slant on in any way yeah. to the VFX artists. They probably did the best job they could. Usually they're overwork, underpaid. Uh, I imagine a lot of people worked quite hard in it. Uh, it's more just the catastrophe of situation that was like if you just left the movie alone it would have been fine and that's one of the most fantastic things about the Justice yeah. League with the Zack Snyder one is you're like Superman actually looks normal I know he's an alien yeah. but like this was something else but Gary tell me that even though it looks bad he was at least brought back for some like good moments and good reshoots oh my god um, you mean oh, that's like... not the noise you make when you're really happy with the job <laughs> that they did with the reshoots <laughs> Oh, like I honestly can't. Like I can't. I, I'm trying to think of like, there's there's that horrible bit at the beginning. Yeah, we could talk about how the two movies open. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, so how the, does the, the, first, Justice, the League Justice League opens with a kid, like a little kid, recording Superman somehow at like face level. So this guy's probably on the friend of his shoulder. They get a good like face to face with Superman, and Superman's obviously just saved some people, and they're asking him like kids questions and uh gary brought it up earlier which just like hope is a lot like he ha- goes into the cheesy line about hope and how it's a lot like your car keys and then in the snyder version do you want me do you want me to do you want me to read do you want me to so it's the full quote is hope is like your car keys easy to lose but if you dig around it's u- it's usually close by yeah. How much was that line worth? I'm going to say about a quarter of a million dollars. Oh, the VFX, the kid actors were very <laughs> expensive back then. There was uh, child actors were fucking through the roof. 
Like, they had to get the best people for that job. <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, like, it was just bad. And then in, like, Snyder's opening, we actually see uh, he, meant he, he wanted it to open with the death of Superman. Like, it's actually, I've met, I saw someone make a great, I can't remember who it was, but they made a great point of, like, Snyder's films, uh, they opened with the ending of the previous one. So you have Man of Steel, then you have Batman vs. Superman, and Batman vs. Superman opens with the fight in Man of Steel, but from just Bruce's perspective. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. And then, so in this one, it, the movie again opens with uh, Superman dying and the consequences of that, of like the sh- basically the death heard around the world. Well, oh, God, that was really cheesy. Maybe I should write a Superman movie or a Justice League movie. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Just, I got a line for you. <laughs> What's that? You're blacklisted from Hollywood. <laughs> For more than this? Oh my god, oh, lord. No. Look up Joss Whedon, he's a horrible monster. Um, But, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how good... Because we were literally... Like, we like we were just shocked when we were watching the, the Zack Snyder Justice League. We're like, oh my god, yeah. this makes sense. Because Superman dies. So then literally all throughout the universe, this great force, this great power has dissipated. And there's like a vacuum nearly of like, oh, so the mother boxes awaken and they're like, hey... Dark side, Steppenwolf, come collect me. <laughs> Mom, <laughs> Mom, can you collect me? <laughs> they, they left me at the football game again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it makes sense why Steppenwolf comes, whereas like in the Justice League, it's like they come because plot. Yeah, uh, they just they just they just come. like the box. Uh, the box just wakes up because they make a, I think yeah. a reference to just like. There's no lanterns and no Kryptonians anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that does make the question. It was just like, wait, I don't like Superman. Isn't Superman supposed to be like the special Kryptonian, like the the super powered one, and everyone else was no pretty normal? So like, why is that? A, like, how do they know? Like this, like because they probably ran in with Kryptonians. How do they know that like this one's the super powered one? Why would he be a threat if he was just a Kryptonian? If he's the special one. Because he's super. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got uh, here. That's all I got. It's here. like you see his cool uniform. <laughs> yeah, it's got an S on it. It means hope, uh, but also it's blue and red and something like, and black uh, in this one. Really? Oh fuck! For me, it was always reminded to get my car keys. <laughs> <laughs> I would love if you just keep referring. Hey, uh, Sinead, have you seen Hope? <laughs> God, you think? I'm, I'm not going to go to the shops. I need no, some that, that, would go, that would go horribly. She'll think I'm cheating on her again. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you seen Hope anywhere? With Greg's wife, no less. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm saying yeah, from my so- knowledge, she's never going to watch this. <laughs> Um, but it's, yeah, two, two drastically different openings, two drastically different tones. Um... What else? We have the we have the black suit. That's two different yeah. things as well. Yeah, but the, like the, even though like Snyder could have done better, like it looked great and it definitely fitted a lot more. But they just didn't explain why it was there. Like so, it, it was Absolutely. it was like it was sort of like a reference for the comic book fans out there. But I think Zack mm. Snyder he does it too much where he does a lot of referencing to the comic book fans. But I think he relies too much on their knowledge of comic books instead of just like normal people going to the cinema to watch yeah. it because like even we were watching with Sinead who haven't said like who hasn't she didn't even see she was probably one of the few people in the world to see the Zack Snyder cut before the Justice League cut Justice, so yeah. but like we said like we just have to explain everything to her because the, it's not set up properly that uh like yeah. it just it needs like I remember at one point you just like just talking about the mother boxes even is just like it's a world difference like what are these three squares and why do they matter so much yeah 
And that was great. And do you remember that? Do you remember, like, uh, Sinead had mentioned that like, she was watching the Justice the Justice League and she was like, I have no idea. If I hadn't watched the other one, <laughs> I would have no idea up to this point what they're talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy because, like, uh, so I suppose the reason why Zack Snyder picked the black suit is because in the Death of Superman comic, which is which happened in the end of Batman v Superman, he's killed by Doomsday. Uh, and what happens is he's then put in, like, this Kryptonian healing suit, uh, which is black and white, doesn't have a cape, and he comes back with a mullet and it's glorious. Uh, so that's why they, they, so this whole the black and white suit it's not it doesn't they don't say it's regenerating yeah. this they don't say it's just he just wears it so I think maybe from the uh, the the the, sort of the tone or like the, the the look of this movie it makes sense but from a plot point of view yeah. he's just wearing a black and white suit it makes no sense he's in mourning yeah. he's sad actually I, I think I touched on another bit there is we can go into the differences on how the mother boxes are introduced because you know I brought this up fucking so much times during my watching because it is the most just egregious fucking sin for me in this movie. Is how like how they're given like exposition in the Zack Snyder cut where like they talk about the mother boxes, like they're brought in with the whole the flashbacks and we see these like ancient things awakening and it's like they're explained throughout the movie through like proper set pieces of just like what these machines are. I think the cyborg has a great way of talking about them. It's just like they don't they don't kill, they just do what they're programmed to do. Like they are machines. They're, yeah. they're not good or evil. Like they're just they do it. They recreate it to the user's will essentially they recreate matter or they change matter to the user's will which is like all just and how we're introduced in the Zack Snyder cut is a bug blow like fucking Batman a pa- but yeah Batman captures a parademon it blows itself up in like ritual sacrifice because I think he actually wanted to help uh, Batman because funny enough when he died there was three perfectly looking squares in blood splatter on the wall behind him and then Batman's like the squares again. <laughs> yeah, because they also yeah they also show up in the Aquaman scene where in this random pub just in Iceland I think it's like or some Nordic country anywhere in this random pub yeah. again it's just like a map of Atlantis and the fucking three squares again I'm just like that building is probably like fucking forty years old. <laughs> yeah. So I get like so that's that's one of the big differences. That's where a lot of the reshoots come from. Just to kind of like so the reshoots mainly are adding shitty jokes. And just shortening the story down as much as possible and trying to trim out all the fat. Well, I wouldn't say fat. It's like getting a fillet of steak and chopping it in half. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, and then and then and then getting play-doh to fill it. <laughs> like, like that is that like is what a, we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's here. a great one. That's a good um, one. So what so but like it's it's crazy. So I kind of guess where the where the main difference is, is that Steppenwolf does it for Darkseid in the Zack Snyder Cut, but Steppenwolf does it for himself in the Justice League. And I think where Whedon was coming from is like, if I can take out all the Darkseid stuff, because a lot of it is there's a di- dialogue between Steppenwolf and kind of Darkseid's right-hand man, Desad, and like that's a whole dialogue and he's talking about, oh, I have this box, like what, what, like I'm going to get the other one, do you want to come pick me up soon? Yeah. Uh, but like, that's all cut and it looks like Steppenwolf is working by himself, so it cuts out all of that, but also it cuts out the potential of a sequel and I think Warner Brothers were like, we don't want this to have to be, have a sequel yeah. because people are going to want ju- just we uh, they're going to want Zack Snyder back, we won't be able to like get the actors back on board, yeah. specifically Cyborg, which we'll get into. Yeah. Um, so I think they just try to like, like fucking put it in like halted in its yeah, tracks no, it, it was just uh, like there was the, one like executive just like with three aspirin on a table in front of him just like no I can't go through this again just, exactly exactly why did we get into superheroes why did we do it <laughs> <laughs> so it's like so that's kind of the big thing so they just try to like they try and trim it all out as much as possible uh, and it just really cheapens the story like I, and that's like where the where the justice where the justice league 
Zack Snyder one it's just it is long but it's allowed to breathe and all the scenes are just so organic the chemistry between the characters it's better built it's like it's a it's a four hour movie which is twice as long as uh, Joss Whedon's first Avengers movie and I would say the character chemistry in this is nearly better because it's built on moments and it's built on decisions and it's built on interactions whereas both in the Justice League and the Avengers, a lot of it's built on jokes. Yeah, and that's that fits it. Like the Marvel, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it doesn't fit this. If you just go back and watch the Avengers, like that movie doesn't hold up. Like it is just a, like it's just it's just so cheesy the whole way through, and the conflict seems forced. And that's why a big part I didn't like about the Justice League version is that there's a bit of forced conflict there between like Diana and Bruce that I never really liked. I just thought it was sort of, I don't know, I didn't really like a lot of the character interactions in that one. But like in the Zack Snyder cut, it's just, it's not there. Like they, do, they don't have that drama or that conflict because the movie doesn't need it. The movie, the movie, it just didn't need, it doesn't have time for that. It didn't need the main characters to fight. And it also like sets Bruce up better where he's just a bit like, he's not like a, the sad, pathetic man who's just trying to get Superman back at all costs yeah. instead. Like, he's just like, he believes it's the right call and he's still trying to bring the team together. He, like, he feels more Batman-esque than Absolutely. the other, Absolutely. than the Joss Batman. I, that, that Joss Batman is an embarrassment to Batman and I include George Clooney in that. <laughs> George, in my opinion, George Clooney Batman is better than the fucking Ben Affleck Batman in Justice League, 100%. Yeah. And I, I, look, Am I going to listen back to this in a couple of weeks' time and think, what the fuck am I talking about? Probably. But um, it's fresh off the heels. There are some of the most embarrassing fucking Batman moments yeah. in uh, Justice League, and it pissed me it off. Just, there's, oh. a scene where, there's a scene where um, it, it, Superman in the Justice League like, holds up Batman and says, tell me, do you bleed? Like, you know, which is kind of just calling back to when Batman says that to Superman in Batman v Superman. Um and then it cuts to later, Superman flies off, the scene is ended, and you see Ben Affleck's Batman, clearly a reshoot, like the other scene, mm-hmm. and he's like, yep, something's definitely bleeding. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's, oh, it's yeah, so they, 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 he tried to avenge it, he tried to make it until, like, everything had to be funny. Like, so every, like, scene had to end with a joke or something like that. And it's just, like, it's just not necessary. I think, I think people are tired of that superhero formula at this stage. Like, they want think different things. Uh, like that's what Disney are doing a great yeah. job of of exploring just like different aspects and not everything being a joke, uh, which yeah, I like a lot. Absolutely. Like I'm I'm, I'm much yeah. more a fan of it. And uh, yeah, um, so yeah, like so that kind of although I did like I just to kind of like I don't get me wrong. I will say there's very there's a few things in the Joss Whedon thing that isn't the Zack Snyder thing that I actually do like. Uh, and I don't like the whole arc of them fighting Bruce and Diana. Yeah. I agree with that. But I do think there was an interesting uh, dialogue between Bruce and Diana where in the Justice League, Bruce is kind of saying to Wonder Woman, well, where have you been all this time? Why are you giving me shit about like not like, like what, like where have you been? You've been hiding away. You could be, you could be a sign of peace and hope in this world. Basically, she's just annoyed that, yeah. you know, Diana won't let Bruce bring back Superman, but she also won't like stand out into the spotlight and be the New you Superman. Know, be the sign of yeah. Hope. yeah. Uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. See, it, 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 it it out of place in the yeah. Zack Snyder could completely yeah. agree on that. But I I, I did like that See, story. I, I, would, I, I would agree with you on that. But uh, because I am a collection of other people who are smarter than me's opinions, uh, I I heard something that was just like, oh yeah, that kind of doesn't make sense. As in like that argument doesn't make sense in the movie that Josh Whedon made because we still have that, oh, yes. that Wonder Woman scene at the beginning of a movie, her introduction, where she saves yeah. a load of people from a bank heist. She's doing things. And then, like, in hindsight, I know, like, Josh didn't plan for this, but we had Wonder Woman, like, what was it, 1984? 1984. Uh, yeah. Where, like, again, she was in the public eye saving people yet again. Like, she has been around. She has been doing things. So this whole line that... 
uh, that basically like throwing her under the bus because she hasn't been a symbol is like it doesn't make sense in like the universe essentially. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, I, yeah, but like I think in, in 1984, like they get around that by remember when she's in that mall, which is probably her most public yeah. scene. You see her smashing all the cameras, so it's kind of like mm-hmm. oh, she has been underground. Um, so like I, I just liked, I just, I just enjoyed it where where it's like when you step back and think where has Wonder Woman been? Like why is she not? the Superman of this universe when you think about it. Uh, but I understand, like, I, I just thought it was, I, I, not that I liked it, I just, I found it really It was a good, it was like it was a good, like, uh, avenue to explore. Yeah, it, like, it didn't start off on the right foot, but I just thought it was interesting. So another thing I, I think we can talk about is, just because I want to mention it because it's so fucking important, is Cyborg. Yeah, I want to, I want to um, talk about Cyborg um, and Flash even a little bit too. Yeah, well, well I think Cyborg is probably the most yeah. fucking... Like that, he was done dirty. He was done like dirty. Actually, no. I think I've been talking way too much. I think uh, you should go ahead and uh, do this bit. Uh, so he's played by Ray Fisher, and Ray Fisher has been the biggest supporter of the Snyder Cut, uh, but he's also been one of the biggest um, sort of criticizers or critics of Joss Whedon quite publicly. Uh, really, really. No, publicly. let's let's let's, uh, let's stick with criticizers. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, sorry uh, but he he kind of came out and trashed Warner Brothers uh, for the Justice League and and really said some damaging things that he probably won't uh, about Walter Hamada who was actually the head of DC at Warner Brothers and pretty much Walter Hamada rang Ray Fisher and then told Ray Fisher had said like reti- like uh, like uh, resign or I'm never doing this again it's some there was some phone call that happened um, that basically means that Ray Fisher does not get on well with Warner Brothers so if you noticed from the advertising of Justice League not many of the uh, original actors actually came out and like published a lot of stuff in it you'll see they put up stories but not a lot of posts and stuff like Gal Gadot didn't like if you look at her recent posts nothing on Justice League save for Ben Affleck uh, because they still need to play nice with Warner Brothers in a way whereas Ray Fisher knows he's done for it which is really unfortunate because I think he's fantastic in this movie oh yeah but what happened was and I, I, you kind of you didn't really understand you you got a sense of maybe like okay well, well Joss Whedon was a dick on set apparently that makes sense but then when you see what like what they did to his character my boy what did they do diabolic. to my boy it's fucking horrible yeah. uh, in that they literally took and I know it's quoted everywhere but where Cyborg is literally the heart of the movie and Warner Brothers and Joss Whedon literally tore that out Indiana Jones Temple of Doom style yeah. uh, and that they just fucking chucked it in a bin and it's fucking despicable yeah, like, uh, in that like Cyborg literally goes from a character who carries all the emotional weight of this movie yeah like he's, his, he's battling like, with the decision his father made for him like does he deserve to be alive like is he a monster because even he doesn't really know what he is at this stage and it's and he, and he goes and like him he, he starts to learn his powers there's a fantastic scene where like his brain visualizes what his powers can do where he's he can fluctuate you know you know wall street market trades and he can change currencies and he can open he can literally blow up the world with just a thought and you you understand how powerful this character is and there's a scene where basically his father's working on one of these mother boxes and that's how he's in uh, cyborg is in a crash when he's younger and even the fact that like the crash kills his mother and that's just something that's ignored in the joss Whedon yeah, it's like so it's cyborg up. is resentful towards his father because of the loss of his mother because it happened when his father didn't show up to a football game and then what happens then is so he's working on the, the father elias stone is working on this mother box he knows he's becoming an expert in he knows how it works uh, and there's a scene where steppenwolf later on comes for the comes for the mother box which is a fantastic scene in that the whole justice league infiltrates star labs where his dad works and 
Um, Steppenwolf is coming towards the box and Elias Stone has to sacrifice himself so he could literally mark the box so the Justice League can find it later yeah. on. Uh, and there's a horrible sacrifice where Cyborg literally sees his father die in front of him. And there's a great scene even before that where the Justice League are walking... I'm stealing this slightly from Grace yeah. Randolph who made a great observation yeah, go on, go on scene, uh, where she literally, Where the Justice League walk by him but walk by the doctor uh, as they're breaking into this facility and he looks at his son and he knows that he made the right decision in saving his son and bringing him back to life because all the shit he got beforehand he uh, from his son, he never realises that his son is doing good and saving the world and now he's okay to make a sacrifice because he knows his son is going to save the day. Yeah. And Joss Whedon just took all that out of the movie. Yeah. It's fucking horrible. It, no, it's, it's horrible, especially like they see what they do to the father as well, where the father just, like he sets up the father as sort of like a sort of pseudo villain where the father doesn't yeah. really care about his son. In the Justice Yeah, in the Justice League version, like, he, like, he, like the father comes across as more caring about what the son is capable of and like wanting to experiment with his son. But you can fly now, yeah. son. I did that for you. It's <laughs> like, if I could trade my mother for your powers, I would have done it in a heartbeat. Like he just, he just <laughs> comes across as like a, like very uncaring and it's such a shame as well because I don't know who the actor is he plays the father uh you might have it somewhere but uh he has a fucking fantastic monologue in this movie and uh, like literally like i remember like what you could nearly call the monologue of like a father twice over and it is so fucking good like it is like him talking to cyborg through like he leaves him a little recorder and he calls it a father twice over because he became a father twice to his son where just when he was born during his human life and how he thinks he failed him because he worked too hard and he was never there for him and then he became a father again when he brought him back with the mother box and it's so the movie ends with cyborg listening to the second half of the tape and it's really poignant it's really beautiful it is again like it's 100% like nearly all the emotion in this movie comes between the relationship between cyborg and his father and like battling with the the consequences of him coming back of his father bringing him back and uh, it's i just don't understand how that was cut like i just d- don't like uh it was such a waste yeah sorry the uh, the, the character name is silas stone not elias stone sorry. silas, silas yeah, stone. Just, and he's played he's played by joe Morton. Yeah, joe Morton uh, does a fantastic it, job in this he's great he's really good in it and hey look uh, and that's something we could talk about later on but he survives in the justice league he, he does yeah off. He does, you can see him at the end the two of them are having fun because they're playing with computers yeah, in the lab just, just joking like, about but it's it's but this is what I'm getting and that like so he could technically come back if they stick with that continuity. Yeah. But this is what makes me fucking sick is that like they had to, uh, Ray Fisher had to come back to do some of these reshoots. And can you imagine like can you imagine getting this role uh, as the only black character of the Justice League and literally having one of the most emotional like compelling parts of the movie. And that's just all cut out, and you have to come back and do silly jokes. Yeah, remember even it's at just, and no wonder Ray Fisher fucking hates. At the like, end as well, he actually has to like emo- like when he's in the mother box, he actually has an emotional scene in the mother box where he has to like give in up. The, in Zach yeah, Snyder's. in Zack Snyder's, where he has to like give up his family to save the world in a sense, and like depict the path of being the hero instead of like sticking with his family, and like it shows like the growth in the character. And then nothing in the Josh Whedon cut. It's just him and Superman break it apart in some horrible comedy that actually, like, for a movie with the budget that it had, Cyborg has a line where his lips don't match the lines. Like, he barely yeah, moves. Ma- it's just like, this movie makes... He's like, I could barely feel my toes. Yeah. And it, it doesn't sync up. And I bet you it's because Ray Fisher was like, I'm not fucking saying yeah. that. I'm not, I'm not doing that again. Like, it's... I, I, I don't blame him. Yeah, no, like, it's, it's, it's really, really bad. Dirty, like said. <laughs> yeah. Um... Other other people cut from this uh, predominantly was a, a, another character called Ryan Choi. We won't talk 
Uh, he, yeah. He's kind of just like uh, Silas Stone's right hand man. Uh, he's a Asian actor, um, and he's cut from it entirely. He's uh, the name of that character, Ryan Choi, uh, is also the Atom, who's a superhero in the comics. Uh, is a version of it. He's played by Ryan Zeng. Mm-hmm. Um, he's completely cut from it. Um, I wouldn't say it's entirely vital, but there's going to be a trend of things that were cut. Yeah. Um, another thing we can talk about is um, you mentioned it of uh, the Flash. Uh, and how that character was drastically changed. Yeah, like, I think... Like, I also... I'm not happy with how they treated him. Even though, like, The Flash and Batman did have a good interaction, I think it uh, was at too much of a cost to The Flash's character in Josh Whedon's version, where in Josh Whedon's version, The Flash is more clumsy, and he's he's more of a... He, he like he's like the fish out of water, like he's out of his depth. Uh, do I have any more metaphors just used to describe this? Yeah, he's like cocky, he's like can't be found. <laughs> he's, uh, like yeah, it's it's just he is like he has he's he always falling, he's always tripping over himself. There's actually a line that I think they mess. I think Josh actually forgot that he cut it out of the movie where he trips and falls and not falls into Aquaman and then but that's cut from the Josh Whedon version of it that's in the Snyder cut where he trips and knocks over Aquaman but then Aquaman makes a reference in the Josh Whedon version of don't trip again <laughs> and it's just like ah yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm fed up with you tripping over yourself and tripping and tripping me yeah, over yeah exactly but he doesn't trip he doesn't over, trip over him, so I'm just like I think just Zach thought I know, sorry Josh thought that he kept that in the movie but uh, but then they do that does lead up to a good moment where uh, Batman and uh, the Flash have a talk, and Barry's like a bit f- afraid to go in and save everyone who's been taken cost- hostage by Steppenwolf, and they're just like, "What do I do? Like, I, I just don't. I think that I'm a bit out of my depth here." And he's just like, "Just go in and save one." And it's just like, and then what? It's like save one, you'll know what. To yeah, do exactly. Next. And I thought that, I thought so that was good. it was a good moment. But then I think the Zack Snyder version goes with the whole he is a superhero he's a powerful superhero who knows what he's doing he is intelligent first of all which is something that we were never really given in the Josh no. League version the Josh I think I need to enunciate that more the Josh dish oh no I just sounded like Sean Connery yes <laughs> I want to play Superman yeah <laughs> bring him back as Steppenwolf yes I want the mother box mother yes. mother <laughs> The name's Box, Mother Box. <laughs> wolf, Steppenwolf, pleasure to meet you. I'm losing this entire oh, well, so, 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 Sorry for starting that. But uh, but yeah, like in the Snyder Cut, he is a much more intelligent character. He Absolutely. he is actually, like, you can, like, he understands his abilities. Like, he understands yeah. about approaching the speed of light, what it does to time. He, like, knows his power very well. I wish... We knew why he knows his powers very well. Like, instead of, like, the only thing I wish... Well, do I... Because it was a very bloated movie. We probably couldn't fit in a flash how he got his power scene. But I just... So, so... So the reason why that's not done is uh, that's actually done in the they're, they're shooting a Flash film at the moment. Oh, okay, I have okay. so much to say about that. I'm not getting into it. Uh, but they've actually cast the young Flash in that. Ah, so okay, there okay. is going to be that scene. Uh, but it's funny you mentioned it because in the in the Joss Sweden cut. Um, they there is a throwaway line like, yeah. where Elias where where Victor Stone Cyborg says like oh so you were struck by lightning and you got your powers that way and I was in a car crash and my dad gave me powers in the box I guess we're both accidents then mm-hmm. and it's just like cool that's that's me don't that's me <laughs> like lifts, uh, sits up on the typewriter well that's them two that's them two explains job done yeah. um but yeah so there's there's kind of two main things from the uh, from the flash that were kind of cut out one the the powers actually no even kind of three uh one the powers yeah. and I think we'll talk a bit a bit that about the end, the, end of the, the movie, impact yeah. of his powers um two uh that kind of scene with Iris West uh, his love interest 
Uh, it's not really that big important, but uh, Iris Wet, it's actually quite good in that. Uh, I don't know if they have, uh, but I, I, I think they race bent. Um, I think they Iris did. West. I think I've heard that actually. I, I, think, yeah. I know the show did it as well. Yeah. But anyway, so there's an African-American woman that plays Iris West. Again, that's the third kind of person yeah. cut down from this movie. Though. Oh, yeah, uh, there's a trend. And then there's also a scene where you, the relationship between him and his dad is just... Like it's 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 so much stronger in the Zack Snyder cut where there's like an initial scene where he sees his dad and his dad's like don't come to the prison anymore because like I yeah. the live your life earlier on yeah. he's in prison for life after the uh, alleged murder of his wife um but we just see that and that's it that's done so we just know his dad's in prison where in the Zack Snyder cut there's a bit later on where the Flash kind of saves the day and he does it for his dad because he's like look I've saved the world I can save you uh but then there's also a bit where um. His dad gets the news of, you know, Barry yeah. Allen, the Flash, getting a, a, a real-life job. And you see how much it means to him. And it's a phenomenal performance. And it's just cut out. Yeah. But, like, I can understand from a time point of view, but I'm just like, man, it just kind of adds to the Flash character. Yeah, image. yeah. There was definitely, like, a loss. Like, he was just, again, he was more, he was done more powerfully. He wasn't just a gag used for the entire movie. One of my favorite, actually, character interactions was him and Aquaman, where it's just trying on hats, where he's just like, uh, number eight? <laughs> and he goes, no. Number B? Just like let me see A again. I'm just like that was just let such a, a yeah that was just such a good interaction between the two of them. Like uh, I'm just really like we haven't talked about Aquaman once. <laughs> yeah, Aquaman, we, like this is gonna be a long one if I'm perfectly yeah. honest. I looked at the I'm not gonna say the length because I I may edit things, but I'm happy to let this run as long as possible yeah. because I think it is it is worth the discussion. Uh, Aquaman, it's weird. So he's weird in this for for the main reason of. Um, so after Justice League got made then they made the Aquaman solo movie yeah. which was the movie that made me think holy fuck Aquaman's class and I really like this character but that was because uh, the director that came on to do Aquaman kind of brought a lot to that whereas that hadn't been established yet in this in the Zack Snyder yeah. version so we kind of don't really understand Aquaman why he's cool what his character is because a lot of the ha- <laughs> a lot of it doesn't take place in water we lost a few <laughs> kind of... we lost a few accents along the way <laughs> <laughs> oh well, yeah well like this so so uh, but like speaking of accents we lost an entire william defoe <laughs> william defoe was supposed to be and his hair movie. was glorious oh it was a long mane of hair yeah. that they just tied up into a man bun in uh in the aquaman movie but he's gone from this movie there's a character there's a white character cut from it uh but he comes back later on in the aquaman movie um and then uh amber heard uh, who is in this movie she uh, has a British accent in the Snyder Cut but not in the Joss Whedon Cut but it's the same scene so I think I think we, we were trying to we were trying to work it out yeah. I think it's dubbed for the Joss Whedon Cut uh, but then she goes to have an American accent again in the in the uh, yeah. in the Aquaman movie that was released in 2018 yeah. that was directed by James Wan I'm, the director. I'm honestly I'm really looking forward though when they like show off uh, was it Mera Mera's that's her character's name yeah, I'm really looking forward to when they show off her new powers when she could like transform into a different human being. <laughs> and, uh... Yes, there's things there's things with Amber Heard uh, outside of this movie yeah. that may affect her uh, her uh, appearances perhaps in future DC. Yeah, we might get in but the... sticking to Aquaman, sticking to Aquaman. <laughs> the return of, <laughs> the K- of Khaleesi. Sticking to Aquaman. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what did you think about in this? Oh, so yeah, this is going to be a great question. Uh, he says as he asks a question that he thought of, uh, which is, what do you think of Aquaman? comparing the Snyder Cut, the Joss Whedon Cut, and also the Aquaman movie uh, in 2018? Uh, I don't like the Snyder... I don't like the the Whedon version because there's that whole scene with him sitting on the lasso, which I just thought was terrible. Like, it was his way of trying to force character so development. Sitting, sitting on the lasso tree, yeah. and he just comes out with all the heavy scares. Hestia compels you. But, uh, yeah, like, it's just... 
it's just like a really forced sort of look the characters are bonding moment and uh just didn't like that and then even though i just don't i like he had a few moments in snyder cut even though i like it's not worse but i don't think it's any better i think he's very much sidelined in this movie and but then i'm sort of i'm happy we got Dakoman movie because he does have personality there yeah. and he's actually given things to do and it, like it is much like yeah i think it's the movie yeah he like needed. i i, I yeah and I, I didn't mind him too much in this because i knew like i said we i kind of had memories yeah. of the 2018 version we still get to see him rip off his shirt and throw it into the ocean we still get to see him down a bottle of whiskey and throw it into the ocean we still get him to we still get we still get him saying my man as cyborg rescues him which is literally i'm just so happy that's there yeah. because that was one of my favorite parts of the trailer um but yeah so he he doesn't really come off too poorly either way they yeah. just have some of the really shite like that lasso scene uh like you mentioned so i think that's that kind of covers off well we've kind of briefly talked about all uh wonder woman um she she, uh, she seems to be a lot more powerful yeah than she is she's bouncing she is. Left there right is a blood splatter in every room she walks into which, like, I'm here for. It doesn't make much sense that a man just, like, gets sent across the room in a suit and there's a blood splatter on the wall, like, not where his head is. But, ah. Look, the R rating needs to be exactly. there. Exactly. That's, I think that's Actually, I have, a, I have a fun fact. I have a, oh, I, think I need to think of a, what's a superhero noise I can use for this? I'll use a batarang. <laughs> no, it's Wonder Woman. No, no, it's, 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 ba- it's Batman's. <laughs> you know, like, the old Batman scene <laughs> transition? Good, I have a fact attack about this. Uh, which is that this is Zack Snyder's first original R-rated film that does not contain any sexual sexuality. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, it says sexuality, but when I was copying it down, I thought it meant that it was like no nudity. Yeah. But yeah, there's no there's <laughs> no sexuality no. in this. No matter what you think about Henry Cavill and his like per, like his pecs and muscles, yeah. there's no sexuality. No, uh, and I was like, I'm gonna... I feel like that's just a dig at fucking Josh Whedon. It's <laughs> just like we don't yeah. sexualize uh, uh, Wonder Woman once. There's no low, there's no low camera angles or. So before before I get onto that, yeah. uh, all that side of things of her, um, that that opening scene with her is honestly one of the yeah, coolest. It's really um, really good. But I can't remember who said it, but it was like the first time we saw Wonder Woman uh, before, like. Um, Obviously, 1984, when yeah. we kind of see her stopping the bad guys, and it's kind of like the mall scene. Yeah, yeah. But I actually prefer this scene because she seems way more fucking. Because in that, in, in in 1984, she's using the the sword. Yeah. She's using the lasso a lot more. Whereas in this, it's sword and yeah. shield. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, no, I th- yeah, I think as well. Zack Snyder is just more experienced at doing action, like than the, the director of Wonder Woman. Like, well, that that's something I think I don't know if we mentioned it on the Wonder Woman pod, but it was like uh, for the first movie, she uh, the woman Patty Jenkins who directed Wonder Woman one and two uh she had Zack Snyder's stunt team and choreographer yeah. for the first movie and not the second movie and it was obvious but look if you want to know more about Wonder Woman 1984 you can tune into Reading of the Peers episode 11, 12, 11 this is 11, podcast 11. plug number one of <laughs> <laughs> oh just you wait until I see oh, just you wait until I uh, start plugging Howard the um, <laughs> episode three of Reading of the Peers um but yeah so she's she is uh she, she's less she's she's less uh she's less there's less conflict with her and bruce like you yeah. mentioned um the romance like is only action, the romance is only hinted at like very very slightly it's like a hand touch it's literally a hand touch yeah, yeah and the other scene this whole her helping an injured bruce and being yeah. like let me help you with that whereas this they, they touch hands and there's a bit of awkwardness but that's it because it's um but she's very much her own character in it she she's fucking badass in it uh i i she her and bruce 
maybe like she she doesn't come off too badly in it besides the horrific uh there's two bad scenes yeah. in it in my opinion there's one scene where bruce and the flash are coming off a plane and as it's lowering down wonder woman's waiting for them in the snyder cut it just shows wonder woman's back uh whereas in the justice league it's literally her arse you could just it's just a, an upshot of her arse and the fucking lift coming yeah. down it's fucking it's really obvious because we we, we, we were watching here we're like i don't remember that being in the other one yeah. uh and then the second one which was the which is the more um egregious awful yeah. one nearly is that uh, it, it, there's a fight scene where basically the flash is like trips over and falls and wonder woman's like uh he, no sorry he saves wonder wishes woman, to yeah. save wonder woman from like load of rubble and how they end up falling in the justice league is that the flash lands on wonder woman and her face his face is like in her yeah, so it's like it's very much like an anime trope that is like just it's never in good taste and yeah yeah but it was so bad in that like as in like it was very obvious to the actors in the sense that wonder woman gal gadot refused to shoot the scene so that's why the wonder woman's face is away from the camera so they had to get a body double in to do because uh, gal gadot said there's no way i'm fucking doing that and i think that should have been a good hint about maybe this Josh yeah, like, guy ain't the that, right that, guy that wasn't this. enough for josh Whedon to go hmm, maybe i shouldn't put this in my movie like yeah, yeah. and there's a, there's a load there's a class scene where um Oh, there's the whole, like, uh, her exploring the tunnels and discovering about Darkseid, which we kind of mentioned as well. Yeah. That's all cut out. Um, just actually going back to The Flash as well, there's that fantastic scene, a really oh, yeah, fast yeah. scene, where The Flash is saving all these people with this rubble falling on them, and he's just It's, it's like a pinball effect, the... nearly, where... Uh, yeah, yeah and... it's really cool. And and, and Grace Randolph, who is uh, a movie reviewer and does, like... You may, you, you may have heard of her on this podcast once or twice. I don't think I've mentioned her. Oh, really? Much, okay, okay. I mention it all the time in real life because I think she's fantastic yeah. and does a very good job. He has a catchphrase. <laughs> catchphrase. Um, um, but she, <laughs> she, uh, she, she, she knows a few people in Warner Brothers and she was talking about how apparently this scene where the Flash saves all these people from rubble was one of the first things Joss Whedon cut. And, that was be- and it was strange because the... The animators or the visual effects artists were like, why are you cutting this? We've done this. This is all completed. This, this can go yeah. in the movie. And apparently Joss Whedon was like, no, it has to go because people will think he's flying and it'll confuse them. And it's just like, you don't fucking get yeah, it. Yeah, there you go, it. everyone. That's what Josh Whedon thinks of you. <laughs> yeah, he thinks you're idiots. <laughs> um, and so speaking of some more Joss Whedon things, I have some of the worst... So I wrote down some of the worst lines in the movie. Yeah. Uh, as just like why the fuck is this here so uh, in that scene where you mentioned earlier about the um, uh, the parademon exploding and the box is being projected on the wall Batman's like uh, he's trying he's, he's catching a, uh, a burglar because the burglar will fear Batman and in the Joss Whedon cut the parademons smell fear for some stupid reason I don't know why uh, but basically it's just like Batman says something like he's a scout yeah yeah he's probably just a scout and then the, the burglar goes a scout from space like an alien army and it's just like yep yeah, job done so basically telling people there's an alien army on the way just like really really uh just hams up like yeah. the fact that um the other movie explains why dark side's coming and the other one's just like ah the boxes are awake and there's an army on the way uh brunch i have the brunch joke uh which is that the flash was like i don't really get people there uh, he goes on this whole thing about brunch, brunch yeah. and it's the most jarring fucking thing ever yeah um as well like it's, it's good to note that uh josh Whedon thought that joke was so good he brought it back in an end credit scene. Like, it's when... Super- oh, he did bring it back. Oh, my God, he did. He was that confident in that joke landing. They're just like, guys... He was like, this will be my shawarma. Yeah, do you know how I have cocky's confidence? That's what he had yeah. for this. 
I can't, um, I can't bring up Cockies again. Have... I think I've killed the joke. <laughs> no, no, it's um, So he, uh, and then another one is, so the Batman, there's this big scene where Batman is like climbing up the wall in this crawler to take on Steppenwolf. And he brings this big machine, this big tank thing. And he goes, I didn't bring a sword. And then he goes, and he sees Steppenwolf and he goes, he is tall. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh. The fact that I'm physically I'm not, cringing, I'm, I'm physically cringing listening to you repeat them though. <laughs> like, it's just... That, that's Batman. That is Batman, millionaire, genius detective, philanthropist, playboy, martial art master. Yeah. He is he, tall. Yeah, like, Jesus. It's not like he's, like, in the comics as face, like, mon- like behemoths before with, like, Killer Croc or uh, Solomon Grundy types. Yeah. Uh, I have another thing Batman said, or Bruce Wayne said, where it was like... Uh... I can't remember the, the the setup, but was like Wonder Woman in the Justice League was like, uh, it's like, oh, you need to let go of your guilt and you need to stop being like blah blah blah. You stop kind of holding on to things. And, and then we're basically when he's talking about bringing back Superman, and he's just like, did Steve Trevor tell you that? <laughs> it's just like, oh, dude, come on. <laughs> See, like Aquaman, no, yeah, Aquaman, and Flash going, oh, <laughs> in the yeah, background, like fucking burn. Um, and then Superman is asked by Lois, who we'll get to as well. There's more stuff to talk about there. Uh, where he's like, oh, what was it like coming back? And he goes, coming back to life. It felt it felt itchy. I'm just like, oh, what the fuck is that shit? Yeah. Anyway, and the last thing I wanted to talk about. And I think actually that was actually Cavill remembering what it was like to have a moustache on his face. So <laughs> <laughs> just like, like, it's just itchy. Itchy. Yeah. Um, and then finally, this is the worst fucking line in my opinion, where there is a scene where Martha Kent, the the mother of Superman, or Clark Kent, is talking to Lois Lane about her deceased son. Martha Kent seems so chirpy. Yeah. I don't really understand why. I'm recently evicted. Recently evicted as well, thank you. And she turns to, she's talking to Lois and they're having this bonding moment and he goes, oh, Clark used to talk about you all the time. He used to say you were one of the thirstiest young women, I mean, hungriest. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like, one of the thirstiest young women. He wrote that and it's in a movie. It's diabolical. Anyway, let's talk about thirsty young woman, Lois Lane, and her involvement in this movie. Well, she like I think the introduction to Lois is I think it's a really it's a shot I didn't understand at first, but they bring it back at the near the mid part of the movie is she's just getting coffee. She gets coffee. This is actually where Zack Snyder makes his appearance in the movie as well as one of the one of the people in the cafe. But uh, Hitchcock cameo. Yeah, but uh, so she gets a coffee. She goes out and she goes to the shrine where Superman's shrine is, uh, his memorial. And she brings coffee for the security guard there. And you get just a very throwaway line with the security guard is just like, oh, you come here every day. And I was always like, that was a weird thing to put in there. But it's explained later uh, as uh, why Lois is there when Superman comes back to life, which I think is a much better way of doing it. Sorry, this is not what you asked me. I've definitely gone off tangent here. <laughs> it is in a, essentially like, so Lois is a character. She's going through morning. She's not even back to work in Zack Snyder Cut. She is just, she's just staying at home. She's possibly pregnant. That's hinted at a few yeah, times. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I like yeah, that. She, she, has a, she has a chat. She has a really good heart to heart with uh superman's mom martha she has a really good co- in, in the in the Zack snyder cut. in the Zack snyder cut oh it was a great oh, yeah. conversation and i really oh, liked it, it. Oh, and, it maybe it was maybe there was actually actually it was a man <laughs> it was a green man um we were yeah, bamboozled <laughs> but, uh, so uh so one of the additions to the snyder cut is that uh, another member of the justice league from the comics martian manhunter yeah. in this and basically he's the last man from mars 
Hunter, and he is uh, he's disguising himself as Martha to have a conversation. It, it, this is one of the things we like. This should have been. Yeah, it should have been. Cut. Should have been it no should have I, this, this wasn't necessary. for me. Like it took away a really good scene between Martha and yes, Lois, where it would, it would have been a really good heartfelt scene between just the two characters and uh, and the loss of Superman in their lives. But instead, it was just twisted into like he is Martian Manhunter. Yay! <laughs> and it was just like there's no setup for this. Although fun fact. It was essentially, uh, it's actually, it is kind of hinted at in the scene that it's not Martha because oh, okay. there's some details that Martha, like she refers to people by, instead of like personally as like Mr. Something or there's like some details where mm. she wouldn't talk like a person who actually knows those people. Um, oh, instead okay. says it from the, says it from like the vague idea that Martian Manhunter would have. Uh, instead, and so like it oh. is actually so. I, like again, I can't remember what review like because I listened to so many reviews of this movie. I can't remember which one I got it from, but uh, it was something that was hinting at. And if true, that's pretty good. I like that they did that. I still don't think he should have been in the movie, but uh, yeah, I thought that was a cool thing. Yeah, uh, and, and and like it's so uh, just uh, as more what Lois is in this movie, and that like so Lois goes to this shrine of Superman, or where the shrine used to be every day, and then that's where one of the battles take place and so she's there more naturally yeah. because she goes there every day and um, whereas in the Joss Whedon cut it's like her and Alfred are just in a car yeah. and Batman's, Batman's like, like I get, back get Lois yeah yeah it, like it gives like a lot more agency to just her character because like this was supposed to be like exactly, the last exactly. time she was going to the shrine before she started back work and started moving on with her life and instead and she was just a prop for Batman to use in uh, the Snyder yeah. Cup and this is where I was going back to where Warner Brothers clearly wanted to just try and tie off as much of shit as possible because uh, in Batman v Superman there's a scene where the Flash comes back and he's like hey Batman he comes back in time in like a vision he goes hey Lois is the key Lois is the key uh, which we'll talk about a bit more in the post credit mm-hmm. scene perha- uh, perhaps but in the, the Joss Whedon cut they were like oh she's the key because you need to get you need to bring her when Superman goes crazy to calm him down which doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, but it's it's almost if that's what Warner Brothers were like. Oh, like that's what that scene meant. So that ties off Batman v Superman. So you don't need to worry about another movie because that's all that was talking about. Like it was just a really cheap way of trying to like just cut off yeah. that, that, that thread. Just a get get out of uh to say the hashtag again, Gary. Say the hashtag. Hashtag restore the starter. <laughs> the starter first. The starter first. Uh... Um. So so. I guess where that scene ends is where Steppenwolf Wolf gets the last box and now he's going to combine them all together. So in the Justice League, it's very much like, I think he's here. We'll go here. Yeah. Uh, whereas, uh, whereas in the Snyder Cut, it's worked out that they're able to track the heat signature off the mother box because uh, Silas Stone sacrificed, himself, Stone sacrificed himself by heating up the box to a astronomical level or whatever. Yeah. Um, but just so this all leads to the end credit scene. I just realized I haven't talked about this before I uh, before we... Um, get into the final credit yeah. which is the music of this movie uh, and I, the Zack Snyder one which I just think is and you you kept looking at me as if I was fucking had three heads <laughs> in how much I was loving the yeah. music and you were like why are you what are you talking about I think the music for this so it's funny so Junkie XL uh, which who's a composer did the music for the Snyder Cut and then they actually didn't sack him but they, they didn't use a lot of his stuff yeah. for the um, for the Joss Whedon cut they brought in Danny Elfman and Danny Elfman has done he did the Batman theme uh, from the Batman 1989 movies Uh, he did he did a lot of Tim Burton stuff Uh, and you can tell the music the music adds to so much of the scale of the Snyder cut whereas there's even a weird scene in um, 
in that fight scene at the shrine where Batman, where Superman becomes uh, evil and he like punches the Flash and the Flash hits hits a wall and they play like a, a few notes that from was, John Williams. Yeah, that score, was really weird. Which yeah. is so jarring, yeah. but it was always like, oh, see, we know he's. It's like the old theme, and yeah. it's like that makes no sense. Whereas what I really loved about the Junkie XL score was that it was able to tie in all of the themes from. Uh, all the other movies that have been established yeah. because I think the Wonder Woman theme is one of the best fucking superhero themes like more most modern ones in this class some of the, bit, some of the heaviest criticism this movie is getting though is every time yeah, Wonder Woman yeah, does yeah, anything yeah. it's just like heavy yeah, Amazon weird, chanting <laughs> there is a yeah I will say that I didn't yeah. enjoy because it happened a lot but I think the actual Wonder Woman theme itself is used very well there's a great um fucking um song from the original man of steel uh it's called what are you going to do when you're not saving the world and it's it's this it's the one where it's in man of steel it's like uh, it's kind of building and building and building and that's when he learns to fly you'll know uh, when you yeah hear it. it's, it's a really good score it's done by Hans zimmer and it's, it's a phenomenal it's a really good score and they use it so well in the fucking Zack snyder uh cut and they do they use wonder woman's theme so well and you can tell there's some batman v superman kind of notes in it as well it's all done yeah, so they do, well they do lexus and theme like i noticed one lexus, lexus theme, theme. theme. But, i think yeah. that's i think that's in both i will oh, say okay, okay. but this is something that's not in the fucking avengers movies I, I will say they have the avenger theme which is very well known uh because i think you remember in like uh infinity war when cap emerges from the shadows and the avengers themes plays yeah. so you're like oh this is cool but no other superhero has in the in the mcu has that but i love that the dc uh, like if you told me what's iron man's theme and don't tell me ACDC <laughs> it's hard to do whereas like if you tell me you I could like you can hear the Batman theme from like the, the, even the one you quoted earlier yeah. from the 1969 one you know that sound you know from the 1989 one Danny Elfman did it the fucking uh, the, the Dark Knight one like all of these sounds are so distinct and they add to the characters because it's not in a comic book version yeah. it's a movie oh, version yeah, like they, they and play I think the... to rob a movie of the sounds yeah. of the superhero is fucking yeah, like, diabolical like, you 100% need the sounds because like hearing them like they evoke uh, emotion like I think music Absolutely. music is like the best way to get the, an audience to feel something in a scene like it's the, the clearest indicator on how the audience should be feeling watching it and so like if when Superman's flying Hans Zimmer does it just does such an excellent score of building up to that moment and and so like when Batman does anything cool, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so it's so good. And and, and that's and but it, it, it even affects. And yes, I'm talking about it from an action point of view. But even even some of the jokes, the jokes land better in some of the Zack Snyder stuff because a pacing because the movies let be longer. So there's more pauses. But sometimes the music kicks in at the right place. It's like that joke where the Flash asks Batman, oh, what's your superpower again? And he goes, I'm rich. Yeah. And I can't, I honestly can't describe to you why it's different, why it's funnier in the Zack Snyder one, but it's just whatever way the score works, whatever way the shot works, it's allowed to breathe a bit more. And I just think that, anyway, it's just something I really noticed about, and 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 that some of the some of the the Man of Steel stuff is some of the best stuff, and I love that it was incorporated yeah. in this movie. Um, right, okay, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting, we're nearly we're getting there. Lengthy, nearly we're, there. We're getting, we're we're getting, we're getting Zack Snyder. We're gonna have, we're gonna have two cuts of this podcast. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have. The... Yeah, we couldn't hour out of it when we were just talking about. Um, I don't know. We were talking about what else? Uh, what's something we didn't really get into that much? The, that the Russian talking? family. Oh no! I, I have fucking shit to say about that. So. Final fight scene. Final bit. All right, we're in the end game now. Wait, can I say that wrong movie? <laughs> we're in the we're in the Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> we're in the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League now. And I think I think the scene is about to get very Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Okay. okay. End credit scene. What's oh, so the final battle, final battle. differences thoughts different views, differences. Thoughts? Firstly, the first difference is noticeably the absence of a Russian family, and it's funny that we were talking oh about God. how the Josh Whedon version didn't have the heart a heart in the movie. Well, obviously the heart of his movie was supposed to be their Russian family. And like, did you not see that girl go for bug spray when the power demons oh, were attacking? For God's sake! <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, like, that's yeah. So like, in the starter cut, it's like this nuclear plant that's exploded. It's yeah. nuclear fallout. No one's living nearby. And Joss Whedon saw that and was like, hmm. But what if there were people nearby that the superheroes had to save, even though it makes no sense? So we focus on this Russian family, and it's just pointless yeah and then you're the big there's no purple energy wave when the mother box gets yeah. activated there's none of that uh which i also thought was great because i think everyone is just sick of huge cgi fests even though like i know Zack snyder's is a cgi fest it's not like as egregious as purple tentacles attacking everything and yeah. we also then the, then i think the most notable difference and the best difference is in josh whedon's version as soon as they resurrect superman everyone else becomes it just they don't matter anymore superman yeah. does everything better than they can do like and it's just it's like and that is more prevalent in the final fight when he does show up and he just like slaps steppenwolf around and then then he's just like shit i need to get rid of him because i need some tension in my final fight so superman is just like he does that thing where he looks off into the distance and just like people to save and then he goes and saves the people and turns out that's what flash is as well because flash do you want to help in this fight or save four people and yeah, yeah and they, they went with that instead oh, but I, I, and the reason and when i was watching the the justice league i was like this is why they have this in here but it's only because we could save it to the very end perhaps is that in the Zack Snyder cut the Flash is actually doing something else yeah. and that's why he's gone but the J- Joss Whedon saw this and was like mm, I need a reason for Flash to be gone let him save four people while Steppenwolf tries to end the entire Earth yeah and can we also say that uh, he still invalidates that act because Superman saves a building full of people and it's just like go on let him have something <laughs> it's just, so funny it's just, so funny to see let, let's just ha- let him have something guys you just don't, don't take him from everything okay like Oh, it was just yeah, it's frustrating. Like, it's the same, it, yeah, but like I suppose the same. It's weird, and I know I keep saying that, but it's like when we see this fight scene, this this end scene is the same. Batman goes in, breaks into the weird like barrier that's protecting the nuclear fallout, like the nuclear plant or the village or whatever the fuck it is in either movie, and the the rest of the heroes come in and save the day, and they they invade the or they infiltrate the terror where Steppenwolf is, and they have to stop the unity, which is the boxes coming together. Yeah. The a lot of the shots are the same. Uh, a lot of the action is the same, but the, the it, 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 in the approach to the terror, yeah. I'm not talking about what happens in oh, the terror yeah, just yeah. yet. But yet the Zack Snyder one's just better. It is. It's, it is just, just better. It's allowed to breathe. Batman does the, more. The, the, yeah. Like it is. A... Uh, they still got some. They still got some Aquaman surfing about yeah. and people Love it. flying in the Love air. Love to saying, see it, my man. <laughs> Actually, a big thing in this fight as well that Aquaman gets is like in the Justice League version. Aquaman is just like strong essentially like he is he's strong and he has a giant fork <laughs> as uh, batman likes to say in the justice league version you're gonna add that to the shitty lines but uh 
but then in the, he actually has powers in the just in the Snyder Cut where he actually like seems to be like summoning some sort of like water powers. That's probably the lamest way I could have possibly said that, but I'm sticking with it. He has water powers, guys, and he uses them. And it seems like there is an effect anyway. Like he's he has some abilities that's beyond like superhuman strength in this. And yeah. which is good because, like, I was always like the whole thing watching. I was just like, Aquaman's not doing many Aquaman things. Like, he just seems yeah. to be a strong guy, essentially. Like, another one, like, just a male Wonder Woman, but not as cool or like not as good. Yeah. So, it's good that Zach. More, ta- more tattoos. Yeah, but it's, it's just good that Zach, like, gave something to it to differentiate him in the battle. So, like that as well. Yeah, yeah, like that. Um, so when they get into this tower then uh, they're facing Steppingwolf and like you say when Superman eventually does show up after he pit- has a quick stop uh, fly by Alfred's and says yeah. hurry Alfred where are <laughs> they rather than in the Justice League yeah. he just shows up yeah. um, and and they all kind of work together to beat Steppenwolf and he's oh, like God. super powered up sorry I, d- I just oh. remember the line where like Batman and Superman talk and just like well uh, I just, like what is he says like he didn't like me and then you're like because you don't like me you, oh, you must have brought me because you don't like me yes. and Batman is just like well I didn't I, not like you. And it's just like no. It was, uh, it's like it's like uh, oh, I thought I, I, I thought you didn't like me. Yeah. And he goes, well, I, well, I don't not not like yeah, you. Yeah, and it's just and like, it's just like oh, just Batman, everybody, oh, something like that. Batman, oh, it's ah, oh, fucking like it's so worse bad. than bat nipples. Yeah. It's worse than bat nipples. Um, but yeah, like you say, it's better when they when they actually work together to defeat um a Steppenwolf because it's great because Superman kind of comes in and like assists everything hmm. rather than takes over everything. Yeah. Uh, and that like even with when Cyborg separating the boxes. Cyborg's like, Superman, come help. And he goes, what do you need me to do? Whereas in, like, the Justice League, when it kind of comes across, like, oh, you need these boxes? I want to see an edit where that's the noise. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> I want that. I want um, the Gary cut of the movie. The Gary, yeah, they were me. Um, but yeah, it's just, the, 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 the fight at the end seems so much better. The characters all get, like, a bit of a payoff and what they've been building towards. The Flash gets the fucking... Best. What if, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm still still fresh with this. Yeah. But basically, the flat. The reason in the Zack Snyder cut where the Flash has been the whole time is that he's running around the city to build up speed because when he they had to resurrect Superman, um, they had to drop the mother box into like the healing pod on a Kryptonian ship. That none of that sentence makes any sense to anyone that's never seen these movies. I just realized. But uh, so when the when the mother box is being dropped onto Superman and the Kryptonian ship, um. The, the Flash has to build up some speed because he knows what his powers is. He knows he's the one that comes up with the idea of, oh, I can generate enough charge. Yeah. Uh, so he kind of comes across like a scientist, understands his powers. Yeah. So he, as he's running towards the box then, he says he needs to touch the box as soon as it hits the water. But in the Zack Snyder cut, we see the box hits the water beforehand and we're like, well, he's missed it. But the Flash had always said that time moves differently when he gets closer to the speed of light. So when he gets to this we notice the box lifts up out of the ground. And then we're kind of thinking to ourselves, oh, is that because the box is like weird magical alien yeah. properties? But there's also a picture of Paul Kent, uh, Clark Kent's dad, that also rises out of the water, which we know to be like a human object. So we're like, oh, fuck, is time reversing? So time reverses to the point where the box just hits the water and then the flash taps it. That has enough energy. Jump like starts it, box yeah. Does, yeah, the box does what it, like, what it does. It brings back Superman. And then what happens... In this version is the Flash has to build up enough speed to kind of tap Cyborg, to kind of transfer the energy over to Cyborg so he has enough power to separate the boxes. And as he, he's too late in this movie. And originally what happens is Stepping Wolf combines the boxes, the unity is formed, it's too late, the Earth is being destroyed. Yeah. Uh, but the Flash then has built enough speed even though he's been shot. And as he, it's so good, it's a really good it's visual. It's really good, yeah. If you had told me, 
I don't know if it's because I've just watched this. I haven't made up my mind yet. But if you, t- maybe it's not as good as, but it's definitely an, another level. Yeah. Where if you were told me, hey, the Justice League is going to be able to do a a, a, a speed, a, a fast runner. A runner speedster. Uh, a speedster scene as good as or a bit different or like parallel to Days of Future Past. I'd be like, you're talking bullshit. Yeah. There's no way they can do that. Yeah. And this did it where the Flash is literally running on the earth that has been destroyed and he's running closer to the power plant, closer to where the boxes are as you see them separating yeah. again it's just, and then he's able to tap we can only like describe this like literally like you need to see it it is such a good spectacle but like you're seeing like people yeah you, you were seeing like people like reform from being disintegrated by oh, the way yeah, yeah. Like, it is, it is so bloody good. like granted like the models look kind of janky but like that's what like, that's, but, like, like you yeah. literally see like superman's bones being rebuilt yeah like, like as it gets as the shockwave moves yeah, it's so good like it, like it shows the devastation of it of the like the box the boxes yeah, and as he's doing that, he's saying how he's going to do it for his dad, and he's going to yeah. prove that he's a hero. And you're just like, my God, it's so good. like that's a real superhero move. And, he, and he, he doesn't trip. Like it's so good. Like how we see, like each step is such a sure step. As in, like he puts his foot down, and the ground forms around it. And like yeah. I think there was really good emphasis put on like his steps, where like they were they were just solid. Like he was doing this for meaning. Maybe I'm reading into it yeah, too well, much, and it just looked cool. But uh, that's now I will say I will say, Mister David Scanlon. Uh, long, long, uh, you know, friend of mine for many years would honestly um, disown me if I didn't mention how fucking bad Ezra Miller looks running. He, the boy, can't run. Yeah. Uh, he was cast on his comedy, the comedic timing, his, uh, you know, very wacky nature. Some of the more serious scenes, he was not tests uh, tested for his running. Yeah, sure, did, looks, didn't he make bad. up his run? Like he improvised his flash run. He improvised. You know when the flash does like he puts his fingers together and he does like a weird like a he, I think he calls it like the yoga pose yeah. or something like that before he runs. Oh yeah. Ezra Miller invented that. Oh okay. okay. I think I remember hearing that they had to CGI legs onto the bottom of the flash yeah. because he looked so bad running. Oh my god. Um, I think I heard that. Maybe I made that up. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, that's the one thing. Just, I just imagine B- different. Phoebe looked... from Friends when she's running through the park. Exactly. <laughs> but that, I will say, like, it looks different. He's running at the speed of sound. Who, who knows what anyone looks like when um. they run like that? So but when you look at something like Grant Gustin, uh, The Flash on TV, and it's clearly just him running yeah. with, like, a green screen behind him, and he's just running on the spot, yeah. it kind of doesn't feel like he's actually running at the speed of sound, where this version, it does help that... It's funny, actually, I didn't notice, because a lot of this movie is done in slow-mo, the Zack Snyder version. 10%. 10%. 10%, 10%, of, 10% of this yeah. movie is slow-mo. Uh, it looks better in slow-mo than it does in Joss Whedon's one, where it's full speed. Yeah. So maybe Zack Snyder intended that it was supposed to look good at slow speed, and that's why his run is way more exaggerated, yeah. but when Joss Whedon sped it up, it looked ridiculous, yeah. perhaps. That's, that's possibly true. But uh, yeah, so but, The Flash saves the day, anyway, and it's great. It gives him such a good moment. Like, literally, in the final fight, everyone has a moment. Batman saves the Flash. He takes out a lot of, like, the, the parademons around the place. Like, he actually breaks down the barrier to let everyone else in. Yeah. And uh, then, like, Wonder Woman gets a moment as, like... Oh, she has a great scene at the end. Yeah. And... Yeah, she because, does. Sorry, another, another great scene, just another great thing about Wonder Woman as well is that she's so driven by the fact that... She, uh, as the Amazons are supposed to be the superior warrior mm. race... And yet to know that Steppenwolf beat them to get the box, we kind of under, like in this movie, we kind of get a bit, in the Snyder Cut, we get a bit more of like Wonder Woman is pissed. And this and time she's always it's like, personal. This time it's personal, yeah. yeah. Um, and then like Aquaman gets a, gets a good few digs in, uh, Cyborg gets separate the box, they work as a team yeah. and Superman puts them over the edge. Yeah. 
like super, Superman. Super, actually, Superman beats on fucking Steppenwolf. Oh so my god! I fucking lazy. I was feeling so bad for Steppenwolf. Like, he just has to sit there and get his fucking horn cut off by laser eyes. Oh. Yeah, and then he beats into his chest a good bit, yeah. um, and it's it's great. It's great because you see, and it's so it's it's good and bad in a way because so when the when the unity happens before Flash saves the day, the boom tube, which is how they yeah. travel through the universe and stuff, such uh, a comical, such a comical yeah, name a, for such a serious movie, boom tube, and it makes the sound of a boom. It doesn't do that in the Joss Sweet yeah. cut, but it also does it in the it does it in the Zack Snyder cut. But the boom tube or portal, it's kind of like Doctor Strange's yeah, yeah. portal opens up, and you can see. Dark side, uh, to seed, to sad, to sad, and granny goodness, uh, granny goodness yeah. uh, who are all kind of like minions of, uh, dark side. of uh, dark side, just standing there waiting to cross over and conquer Earth. Um, and you see that that is open, and Dar- and Steppenwolf looks up and he's like, Ah, yes, I've done it. I'm finally allowed back home because he thought he had to, you know, conquer another five hundred thousand worlds. But when he finds it, when they find out that the anti life equation's there. Steppenwolf is told like oh no this will do yeah you're yeah. back you, yeah you did good yeah, yeah you fed you're back in the club come on up here <laughs> come on. but it's great because you see that moment uh, of he's actually happy and then the flash rewinds time and then the unity is stopped and Superman I think it's like punches him then Ackerman like stabs him in the back yeah. then like like a like I just like flicks him up in the air Wonder Woman chops his head off and his head rolls in front of like Darkseid yeah. you're like he did get to join the club again he, just not really all in one piece like, not, not in the way that he had dreamed but uh yeah oh yeah that was good like it was, it was, it was all like, in his head yeah and I was like it was <laughs> fuck uh <laughs> Moving on, should we compare that to how he is defeated in the Justice League version? That is what I've been building uh, to, absolutely. <laughs> so what happens in the Justice League? I love I got to do the, the Zack Snyder one. <laughs> oh, tell the people you're ending to Justice League. <laughs> it's like, when did I draw the short straw? Oh, yes, when I moved in with you. <laughs> Too harsh. <laughs> oh, Gary, don't cry. I can say anything. They can't see you. <laughs> they, they can't I just I just don't want to say anything too mean because technically Sinead's name's on the lease and I could be kicked out so true. I'm just gonna watch my words carefully right what happens at the end of Justice League what happens at the end of Justice League is essentially Superman just shows up beats the ever loving crap out of uh, out of Steppenwolf before like he does like he basically he gives a lending hand to Aquaman and Wonder Woman attacking him where he is just like he has his axe Superman breaks his axe with his frost breath but Zack Snyder again just does it way better uh, in this Yo, in, in, in this one it's more Superman freezes it from a distance and then Wonder Woman breaks it with her sword and yeah. then he's sort of just like Steppenwolf is just like an angsty teenager at this stage who's like no not fair why am I losing <laughs> you're let su- me see mother you're supposed to be dead this isn't I'm fair I'm a monster <laughs> <laughs> That's what Jim Carrey. He should have been Steppenwolf. Oh, that was my that was my Buster impression. Oh, Buster! Sorry, I thought that was your Jim Carrey. No, uh, but uh, I'm a monster. <laughs> oh yes, fuck with the hawk hand. Steppenwolf is also <laughs> terrified of seals. Yeah, but uh, anyway, anyway, yeah. Sorry for ruining that joke. Uh, Don't worry, I, I, it's all part of living with you. Uh-huh. Short straw and all that. <laughs> Uh, so what ends up happening then is Stephen Wolf in his, <laughs> he's just like, oh, what? basically it's just it, like when, as soon as he gets angsty, it turns into a teenage sort of high school drama 
Which is like, hey, hey, what's that smell? Which like, smells like bitch. <laughs> but it's just like, it's just like, smells like fear. And then all the parademons, like, like in a musical cue. It's like, what did Batman say? Fear? That's our act. On stage, on stage. Yeah, they all just, they all just like fucking pounce on him and take him into a boom tube. And he's gone forever. No, no. And that ends that storyline, which is the opposite of Zack Snyder, which is that they, they, it's dark side, the portal closes and he's like, Oh, bet, bet we better take the long way there since we can't use the motor oh, yeah. boxes which he says the old, whereas, like, the old ways yeah, we do it the old, the old ways, ways. Yeah. <laughs> he's just in an old little red wagon he's <laughs> just being pushed <laughs> but anyway uh, so, so, but that sets up a sequel which the Justice League doesn't and it's like the studio was clearly like we don't want to have anything more to do with this and it, it is a bit ambitious of Zack Snyder to end it on a, yeah. uh, on a cliff uh, yeah. where he knows I think, that the fans are going to be like hashtag I think, yeah, I think he, he knew what he was doing he was like like he knew what uh, he was trying to get at yeah but, uh, uh, and he does it even he does it and he teases it even more in like this epilogue yeah. that the movie has so this is it we move into the finale of the podcast we're talking about the epilogues slash the premonitions of the future that uh, yeah. Zack Snyder was very keen on to sort of set up his Zack Snyderverse and the Snyderverse. Yeah, Snyderverse sounds better. And uh, so we'll go with the Zachary B. Snyderverse. <laughs> the Zack loves his DC comic books verse of movies. But, uh... Too long? <laughs> what? I'm Zack fucking Snyder. Of course it's too long. I get a four hour movie. I get a four hour fucking title. <laughs> right, come on. Okay. <laughs> but uh, so it gets to, again. Uh, this is where he sets up. So what he wants to do in the future, he wants to go with injustice. As I was saying earlier, like it was set up earlier, where uh, fucking cyborg man, <laughs> cyborg had his uh, vision when he was trying to re bring back Superman, where it was just Lois was dead, a Superman holding her body, Aquaman dying, just like the the apocalyptic future that the was, Omega beams, the Omega beams. And uh, heat-seeking laser beam eyes. Oh, they're so good. For anyone that doesn't know, the Omega beams basically come... At, when Darkseid has the anti-life equation, he can shoot beams out of his eyes that will get you anywhere in any time, any universe, any moment in like, space he can get you. It's great. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. And uh, with a power like that, how does he ever lose, honestly? <laughs> uh, I, oh, see, he doesn't have the anti-life equation. Yeah. Is it, I, thought it, I, thought, I thought it was that he only had the beams when he gets the Omega power and not just the anti-life equation. But then I think, he, it should be whenever he gets the anti yeah. equation. But anyway, yeah, yeah, we're getting into the nerd things down here. So yeah, so where was I? Wonder Woman's dead. Wonder Woman is dead. Yeah, Aquaman is killed. Basically, world is in shambles, and then that's where like Cyberman. Is. Why do I keep on saying Cyberman? Cyberman <laughs> from Doctor Who. Own, it, it's Doctor <laughs> Who. The, the Cyberman from Doctor <laughs> Who. <laughs> <laughs> like they really ran out of money at the end of this <laughs> they just had to like raid the BBC prop department and <laughs> deal with what they had uh, but yeah he gets uh, it's just a, the flash forward and he's trying to like he says no trying to stop uh, Superman being raised but then Flash Missy heard it as go and he does it anyway and then that leads to the end of the movie where Zack Snyder gives us his epilogue of the ragtag team some would call him a suicide squad <laughs> <laughs> Wait, sorry, what, is that the sick. wrong movie? Sorry, it is the wrong movie. Yeah, but uh, so it's just it's uh, Deadshot, it's Batman, it's Mirror, Flash, and Cyborg, Cyborg, and the Joker. The Joker. The Joker. The Joker. Played famously, famously by uh, Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say every name like that. No, we don't have time. <laughs> have you been there? <laughs> 
Viktig Aston. This is if Wonder Woman had her French accent like she should Nej, have. Nej, Alain. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, so it just, it just sets it up that it's just like everything is dark and spooky. They're they're, they're hiding from ships. End of the world. Of the world. Superman is hunting them, and Mera has way too much to say. But I feel like that is because Amber Heard knows this is her last paycheck. She she was just like, yes, let me in this movie. Well, yeah, and I think the, the biggest thing about this scene is that, one, it kind of, the Flash is wearing the same suit that he is seen in the kind of the premonition in Batman v Superman, so you can understand it's coming from this universe, but also it gives us fans the first and probably only interaction between Ben Affleck's Batman and Jared Leto's Joker, which is something that we never got to see before because Jared Leto, Jared Leto was in Suicide Squad and Ben Affleck just was, was in that briefly, but they never had an interaction. Um, so it was great to see them two react. I actually didn't particularly enjoy their scene. I thought it, um, I thought it was, it was some, fine. Like it was grand. It was like, fine. I, I think this whole scene could have been cut. Like like this and the Martian Manhunter bit after it, yeah. I think were just unnecessary. Definitely. And I think it was just Zack Snyder getting a bit ambitious with. I've set up so much. You can't cut. You can't yeah, tell yeah. me. I can't continue the. You. I can't hashtag restore the Zachary Mister B Mister B Jordan. Yeah, I want to see like the first Twitter. <laughs> the first Twitter account that started that was just done by Bakery. <laughs> Bakery Zachman. <laughs> Bring Bakery to Zachman. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, so I think, yeah, the Martian Manhunter thing, yeah, so Batman wakes up and Martian Manhunter's there like, I'm an alien yeah. and I think your parents would be proud of you. And Batman's like, okay. This is weird. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, another thing actually just that happens in this, yeah. Lex Luthor, we see Lex yeah. Luthor again, uh, but the scene is recut for Justice League and that he's like, let's start a legion of our own. Whereas the original scene was actually setting up the Batman, the Ben Affleck's, Ben Affleck, Batman solo movie, yeah. uh, which was going to be all about Batman v Deathstroke, uh, but that was played by Joe Ma- Mangello. You know, you. Joe Manganiello. Joe Marmalade. I'm never going to get it. Keep going, <laughs> Joe Mangiliani. Joe Manchipuciano. <laughs> <laughs> right oh, okay yeah. um we're getting goofy. but yeah so it, it kind of ends with a with a nice mcu oh my god look at that what look at all that's about to happen um so that's the movie that's the different versions but i want to ask you ono boyle do you think they'll be able to in any way continue this continuity or do you think they're just going to go in a completely different direction and ignore it i i think it just depends on how much money this makes or how popular it is because obviously warner, yeah. warner brothers are going to follow the money like they're, they're gonna yeah. go with whatever makes their money and if they legitimately see working with snyder as like worth it and following his vision maybe like this will give them more faith in working with him especially if they can actually yeah. stick to online releases because i think this four hour movie only worked because it was like a web subscription like we could all watch it at home and pause it when we wanted to like this would have been yeah, much harder absolutely. to pull off in the cinema and much harder to sell so if they absolutely. so i think if they realize if they stick to this home release sort of schedule with zach snyder at the helm they have a chance i think they definitely have a much better chance than with whatever they're doing at the moment unless they, I think that what they seem to be doing now is letting directors have a bit more creative freedom with their projects. So yeah, well, like look at the Joker. Like yeah. we wouldn't have got Joker if if Justice League didn't tank. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we wouldn't have got Robert Pattinson. The reason I have to say that name so carefully is because that because of another podcast I listen to. I refer to him as Rob Bat Batten Bat. Uh, because but it's it, like we wouldn't have got that. 
uh, we would have saved ourselves from like look yeah, and James yeah, Gunn's I, Suicide I, I, Squad no. James Gunn so absolutely yeah. like there is some really good stuff coming yeah, out yeah yeah like, I'm, like I'm ex- that I'm excited about exactly so it depends I think a combination of how successful they are versus how successful Zack Snyder's vision is and I think and I think you made a great point in that like Zack Snyder does long form content it works better on a streaming service yeah. so they've got the movies that come out in cinema they've got the movies that come out in HBO Max why don't you continue or hashtag restore the Snyderverse on HBO Max make that all long form content let the movies come out and definitely uh, completely unbiased I don't know if you've heard about this superhero called Dr. Fate but I think he deserves about five to ten movies uh, who did they say who's playing him actually I think, I think, I think it's come out uh, I think it's been revealed <laughs> Brosnan, actually, I, I, we wouldn't have got. All I'm saying is, we wouldn't have got Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate you know, in the Black Adam movie if the Justice League went well. So I, I am completely biased. I'm like, good, good. I'm glad Joss Whedon got his dirty little paws on it and fucked it up. Pierce Brosnan is in a fucking. Su- Sorry, I just want to say from a from like a seven year old Gary point of view, I have a movie. I have a superhero movie with The Rock my like wrestling icon from when I used to watch it back in the days and James Bond himself Pierce Brosnan I thank you Joss Whedon <laughs> he's still hard uh, I honestly I think yeah, that's probably definitely. the most sincere thank you he's ever received in his life <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love if he uses this like he just tweets he makes one tweet in, in defence yeah. of his Joss Whedon thing he goes listen to what this movie podcast stir- in Ireland had to say the about the stirring it. fan had to say about me and my beliefs <laughs> my creative vision recognised <laughs> game recognises game I think I think you would be more embarrassed to be uh, associated with him in that exchange. Oh, absolutely! Uh, I, I, like if if that came, <laughs> like trust me, Gary, he shouts you out. But you, you, someone has to fall on your breasts. Would you do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like I don't know. Like, it's, just, a- it's actually it's just uh, is it George Ezra and uh, George Miller? It's just him again. No, oh, it's, it's Ezra. Ezra Miller. <laughs> so Ezra George Miller. Miller. I got it. I, Mad Max Fury. <laughs> I got there eventually. Ezra Miller, he has to fall on your breasts. Take it or leave it. <laughs> I leave it. <laughs> um, but anyway, side tangent. Sorry. That's what we're known for. Yeah. Um, but I think that's Justice League. I think we I think did we've it. Done the Justice I think League. We, we have done the Justice League movies. We have definitely left out shit. Oh and yeah. I'm looking at my notes and like I'm, all the things we didn't mention. But fuck it. Yeah, I don't. It's care. a four-hour movie. It's a long podcast. <laughs> Like, look, if you're a super nerd, yeah. um, you're going to like Justice League and you're going to think it's great compared to the other one. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I think it's definitely worth watching. Yeah. You can watch it on Now TV. That you can get a free trial for seven even, days even movies and watch it on that. Like Sinead, uh, Sinead herself, never seen movies, not a big comic book person, like very lukewarm in superhero movies, said it was fun. She enjoyed it. But yeah, uh, so I guess all that there is left to do on is thank you. Thank you so much for, um, you know, having this very long conversation but I, I really enjoyed yeah, it so this, this was a blast we absolutely love nerding out about shit like this so I'm a big fan uh, it was a fun conversation shared between two friends not looking at each other even though we're in the same household Should you give, don't give away the secrets <laughs> of the fact that I don't know how to do a podcast in the same room yet okay yeah. I haven't fixed the audio on I haven't got I, haven't, <laughs> I need to get Danny Elfman in here to get the best sound possible I just think it's weird that you anyway. keep on showing up in a full leather suit uh, like it just it doesn't absorb sound better I don't know why you keep on doing that <laughs> 
I was wondering where you were going with that. That's <laughs> like, trust me, that was mostly improvised. Um, not only, I, I think as much as I have to say thanks to you, I need to, anyone that's fucking listened to this go oh, on for close to two hours. I, I, uh, just, just, just under the length of the Justice League. But oh, uh, so yes, I, again, thank you very much anyone who's listened to this. Uh, I very much appreciate it. Uh, if you listen to this or any of the others, uh, thank, thank you very much. And if you want to know when new ones are coming out, you can follow at Reading of the Peers on Instagram. Uh, you can also follow on Spotify. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a, a review on iTunes. If you want to just leave a review of just any of the words Owen fucked up or any bad jokes that Owen said, oh, just do that because I'll immortalize just his just quoted. poor pattern of speech yeah. and i will just solidify it somewhere for, for every uh, for every 10 of those i have to get a tattoo of the worst one. Oh yes <laughs> absolutely um so yeah uh tell your friends tell your family but most importantly you tell pierce Brosnan. <laughs> so i've been this has been really good the pierce i've been gary o'brien thank you very much for listening goodbye